It's the Hoosier Sophisticated Show. Question all the things that you know. Steve likes the weed. Steve likes the weed. Talk about DMT. The DMT. Hoosier Sophisticated Show. The Hoosier Sophisticated Show. Hoosiers with the dreams. Sophisticated blasphemy. It's the Hoosier Sophisticated Show. Question all the things that you know So let's set our minds free for the singularity It's the Hoosier Sophisticate Show The Hoosier Sophisticate start the day with a little guided meditation from the powerful uh, and wise Osho. Please let me know if uh, this sounds okay coming through to you. Uh, this is a, a guide to, to letting go. Close your eyes and consciously relax your body. Let your body completely relax as if there is no life in it. Draw all your life energy deep inside. Ask all your energy to retreat within and leave the body relaxed. Go on relaxing the body completely. Go on loosening it. Feel that the body is relaxing. The body is relaxing. The body is relaxing. The body goes on relaxing. It goes on dying. It goes on dying. You are slipping inside. The consciousness has slipped within. There where life is. Let go. Let go of the wave and be one with the ocean. Let go of the body completely. Do not prevent it. Do not keep any hold over it. Let it go. The body remains just like a shell.
The breathing is calming down. The breathing is calming down. Let the breathing also relax. The breathing is going on, calming down. Retreat even from the breathing. Call your energy back from there too. The breathing is going on, calming down. Leave it relaxed. Leave the breathing relaxed. The breathing goes on, calming down. The breathing has relaxed. Leave the thoughts also. Move back from them too. Move further back from them. The thoughts are relaxing. The thoughts are relaxing. The thoughts are relaxing. Go on feeling. The thoughts are relaxing. The thoughts are also dropping. You have moved further back. The thoughts are going on, calming down. The thoughts are going on, calming down. The thoughts have calmed down. Now, for 10 minutes, just remain awake within. Remain conscious within. Look within wakefully. On the outside, death has happened. The body is lying down. Almost dead. Away. You have retreated. The consciousness has remained lit like a flame. You are only a knowing, only a seeing. Remain just a watcher. Settle in the seeing. Look within. Do not do anything else. Only go on looking inside. Inside. More inside. Go on looking inside. Slowly. Slowly you will have slipped into the depths 
as if one goes on falling into a deep well. Goes on falling. Goes on falling. Just remain looking. Slowly, slowly, everything will turn into a void. Only a flame of knowing will go on burning in the void. That I am knowing, am seeing. Drop your control completely. Drop all your control. Drown in the depths and go on looking. The mind will go on quietening. The mind is becoming empty. The mind is becoming empty. Let go totally. Disappear. Just die. Disappear completely from outside. Let go completely from outside. As if a wave disappears and becomes the ocean. Let go completely. Do not keep even the least grip. The mind is becoming empty. The mind has become completely empty. Only a flame has remained burning. A flame of knowing, of seeing. For all the rest, as if death has happened. The body will be seen lying at a distance. Your own body will be seen so far away. Your own breathing will seem to be so far away. Inside, more inside, drown, let go. Let go. Let go completely. Become a void. Become a void completely. The mind has become a void. Only a flame of knowing has remained inside. Everything else has become a void. Everything has disappeared. Let go. 
let go completely. Show the courage to die. Die completely from the outside. The body has become lifeless. We've slipped completely inside. We have slipped completely inside. Only a flame near the heart remains burning. We are seeing. We are knowing. And everything has disappeared. We have remained only a watcher. The mind has become completely a void. Look intently into this void. Inside, look at this void. A great spectrum of bliss will unfold within that very void. A great light of bliss will fill that very void. A waterfall may emerge and only bliss flows all around which spreads all over you in your every fiber in your each particle. Look intently in that void and just as a flower blossoms when the sun rises similarly the spring of bliss bursts forth looking at the void within. Only the bliss prevails all over, all around. Look. Look within. Let that spring burst forth. Look within. As if the fountain of bliss opens up and bliss abounds all over. Now, take a few deep breaths. The breath will appear to be far away. Slowly, take a deep breath. Keep watching the breath. The mind will become even calmer. Keep watching the breath. The mind will become even calmer. Slowly take a few deep breaths. Slowly take a few deep breaths. The mind will become even calmer. The mind will become ever calmer. Now take a few deep breaths and gently come back. Open your eyes slowly. Stretch. Wiggle your toes and fingers. And be fully back. Feeling rested and at peace.
This is exactly what you're talking about. I'm trying to send Bigfoot a message to let him know why I need to meet him. Call me Bigfoot Willie Jr. Cause Bigfoot Willie Sr. is my paw. Mama's name, it ain't the same. Her name is Shirley. She's in prison due to running with the law. You see me, my ma and pa, we was in business. The business of a tracking a Bigfoot down. The feds they say our business wasn't honest, so they cuffed my mama and dragged her butt downtown. Bigfoot, I know you're out there. Can you hear me? Without her. It's me, your old pal, Bigfoot Willie Jr. I won't hurt you, but I gotta clear her name. It was shortly after that my pa went loony. Cause he'd seen a biped man in the woods. There's nobody left in town that would believe him. I promised I'd find Bigfoot if I could So each night after last light I get to walk in Casting plaster molds of the freshest Sasquatch prints Through the Klamath Mountains I'll be stalking Also I can prove my mama's innocent Bigfoot, I know you're out there, can you hear me? Meet me in the moonlight, silver gleam. It's me, your old pal, Bigfoot Willie Jr. Please don't go inside, squash all my dreams. <laughs> That was tremendous. Good morning, sophisticated Hoosiers. How are you? Uh, hopefully you enjoyed your meditation, uh, originally uh, created by Osho. I know it was a long one, but it's kind of nice to learn how to let go of everything. I'm joined by my beautiful wife, Missy Bliss Kohler. How are you, baby? I'm well. How are you? You need a microphone. I need a microphone. Yep, you do. Right in front of your face. I'm very new. It's okay. Thank you. We're going to figure this whole thing out. Hi, friends. 
Um, we're just going to have a little bit of fun today, guys. Uh, a little bit of fun today. That was uh, also a nice little ditty from Bigfoot Willie Jr. Um, I'm just getting some things set up around here. I've got to travel across the state. Pretty uh, excited to meet with uh, a company that uh, I believe has their commencement coming soon for manufacturing. Hopefully we can have some some good uh, conversations uh, about what is needed and uh, needs being served uh, to patients in the medical uh, industry. So with that being said, I don't want to talk about weed all day. Let's talk about something uh, more fun than that, babe. Um, I definitely came here to talk about weed for three hours. Did you? I'm super excited because... I, I don't even really smoke weed, you guys. Like, because you get to—I mean, you don't—you don't get to talk about it every day, so it's—it's it's, uh, exciting to be able to to do that. I imagine. Let's talk well, about what I you really, want to talk about, Magic. I really came here just to sit next to you for three hours. I dig it, man. It's, if this is where we got to get our time together, I am with it. I don't know if you guys know this, and I always joke and say that Chris Smith is the Ryan Seacrest of the cannabis industry, but I feel like. Craig is coming in hot on that. It's no, it's Chris Smith. Chris Smith does way more than 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 I could ever uh, hope to do. Shout out to Chris and Christina. Uh, speaking of them, uh, uh, one of the nice things uh, that always happens uh, with an inauguration or a new president coming in is the guy going out gets to make a bunch of pardons and grant clemency. Uh, and I know a few of the people that uh, the Can of Convict Project were trying to help out. Um, Got got their got granted clemency, and so that's really great. And uh, great. I mean, Tiger King didn't get it, so that's kind of a bummer. I have a very unpopular opinion about the Tiger King. I don't think it's that unpopular. I think he, most people. He's a th- criminal. And I think most people think he's. Eh, the crime doesn't bother me. He's just, you know he's he's just you know. I think most people he's just a he's just a dirty Hoosier. He's a dirty Hoosier, but I kind of I, he's lovable. He's a lovable. I don't think dirty it's uh, offendable to be a Hoosier. Certainly. I do think that it's offendable to certainly. break the law yeah. time after time after time. And not necessarily even like an unjust law. Like the laws that he broke are in place for very, very, very I mean, good I guess reasons. some of them were taxes and we fucking hate taxes. So I'm not going to be mad at him about that. I'm not that. mad about taxes. I'm not mad about taxes. And, you know, if you're running a tiger farm, you got to have a disposal plan for the tiger farm. So, um, and, you know, just, just exhuming remains and stuff. I don't know. Just, it all seems kind of crazy to me. If he's in jail, I want Carol Baskin in jail. I also all I'm want saying. Carol, I want Carol Baskin damn Baskin in jail. Uh, but he did pardon uh, uh, or grant clemency to Lil Wayne and Kodak Black. No shit. No shit. What did they do? Uh, they had f- federal firearms charges. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a I'm a big Kodak Black fan. I'm kind of not a, really on the music side of things, but um, I will say that one of the things that is a side effect of being married to you is that I am a staunch libertarian mm. at this point. Right. <laughs> well, sorry about it. I'm sorry I also use the word staunch now, so there's that. <laughs> That's not because of me. <laughs> That's certainly not because no. of me. Um, babe, I want to have some fun today. I want to talk about your. You know, it's it's. Uh, oh, I won't make that joke. Uh, I, I was so just gonna, basically, I'm here because I never get to see my husband, and I have an opportunity to sit next to him for more than ten minutes uh, while he's working. So that's yeah, what I'm no, doing. That's, that's what I'm doing today. I put on lipstick today to impress you guys. I'm not sure if it's it's trendy. You know what? I'm gonna light this bitch up like Ebbetsfield. Are that? you? Yeah, sure I am. Ebbetsfield, baseball, baseball all the time. That is very bright. Yeah, it's gonna take a minute to adjust to. It's like the surface of the sun. How do you guys do this? 
people just ain't cut out for life in front of the camera. I am not cut out for life in front of the Bullshit. camera, actually. Bullshit. Um, so, anywho. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, it's it's not often that uh, I get to be joined by someone smarter than me. And so it's uh, it's kind of fun to be able to do that. That's fire. I want to talk about all the stuff that you're better than me at, which is a lot. Okay. You talk about magic. I want to talk about magic. I want to talk about uh, relationships. I want to talk about anything that the crowd wants to talk about. Missy is a Bodak Yellow fan. Yeah, That's a fact. I am a Bodak Yellow fan, and only the true Hoosiers know that about me. Thank you. Yeah. That's true. I might. I'm, I'm catching some flack for my for my my uh, my support of of Joe Exotic. Who is giving you? Uh, I think uh, Jessica. And it's fair. I, it's fair. Jess, I don't know. Jess Jessica Exotic is upset about. <laughs> well, it's because she's she's actually Carol Baskin. I see. That's why she doesn't want me support. Jessica, what? How's your daddy doing, babe? Is he feeling okay this morning? I, it looked like her dad, in less than 24 hours, great. was walking around and I doing know. his whole thing. So uh, we will continue to shower him with... medicine is amazing. With love. Yeah, Those yeah. surgeons. Yeah, that's uh, wow. something that, you know, as much as we talk about alternative healing modalities and plant medicines and things like that, and, and some of the frustrations attached to allopathic uh, medicine, I mean, we certainly have to... You know, we're living longer than we've ever lived before. You know, I mean, we figured a lot of stuff out with the allopathic path. Um, so yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad that uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that, that I'm glad that okay. Daddy seems to be feeling a lot better. So I love that in our group of friends, all of our parents belong to all of us. Yeah, I love that about our group of For friends. For sure. I mean, not to mention, I mean, you and I, we got a whole new dad. Uh, a couple we weeks do. ago, Dan you built us this table so and everything. Much. It's gonna be He's great. Been wonderful. Then you made a sex joke about this table. I did make right a sex joke about this table, and sadly, I haven't been able. It to ain't even a joke either. It's joke. a it's like, a sex I meant promise. What I said. Yeah, it's a sex promise. This thing is perfect. I meant what I said. I meant what you said. Why'd you bring this kid? We could turn this damn stream off, or we could keep this stream running, <laughs> and we could make a lot of money, babe. Let's start an OnlyFans. Absolutely It's not. just you doing Listen, all of the... sex work is work, and I'm here for it. Me if that's, too. If that's what somebody Me wants too. to do, that's just not Let's what do I it like We'll do it like time. the masked singer. And so, but it'll like just a, be... It like w- the Phantom of the Opera? No, we'll just, we'll just both wear masks so people can't possibly... And we'll have to cover up our tattoos. I was going to say, I'm, I'm heavily tattooed. We'll, we'll cover up our... They got, they, got tat, they got makeup we can cover up. Sure. And then they'll never know. No one will have they any will idea. ever know. Okay. See, they're saying do it, man. Everybody, people are in for that. That's a... Who is Blunt Man? <coughs> Blunt Man to Kill is our buddy... Um, I don't like to give out... Uh, uh, government names? I don't like to give out uh, government names if they have one, but that is, that's our boy Ricky. Oh. Rick, Ricky Dicky Dicky. Hi, Ricky. I, I love Ricky. We're not doing it. I love Ricky. We're going to do it. Money stones start flowing in here. We got. We're gonna have to start making some. Thirty-eight years without doing things like that, I can make it another thirty-eight years. No doubt. If I wasn't shooting porn in my twenties, then you know it's over. It's over for me. But (laughs) it seems like it's a little bit more accessible. Then I had to like you know fly out to California and make a whole thing. Why would you have to fly to California? Yeah, because that's where all the that's where all the money. I'm saying, uh, you know, now I could we could do it easily. That's why I'm suggesting we do. Uh, Back then, it was kind of a whole thing. You had to go. This is uh, find yourself on a. This show is trending in Denmark right now. It, it was definitely trending. We haven't seen that global guy in a while. Uh, who's okay. fucking on the table? The mass table banger. That's right. 
Uh, Hoso OnlyFans. I'm into it, man. I'm just, I'm saying we sex work is... We could do a Hoso OnlyFans. Oh, we could do a Hoso OnlyFans. But that doesn't need to be, like, X-rated. You know, if we drew up a contract, this is actually a really good idea. If we drew up a contract, we could definitely, you know, for the sake of keeping confidentiality and things like that, I think I'm it would play. I'm all about the Dude, I'd be down. I, I'm, I'm, I'm down it. for non-disclosures, but also, you know, uh, confidentiality as far as who these uh, different masked bangers are. Uh, I got to think that our community would be down to watch each other in multiple ways. In multiple this is, ways. This is how we fully become a cult. This is how you become a cult. This is dangerous territory. You're right. You're right. <laughs> you you're right. One you day when even they, suggest it one because somebody's going to fan out. One day when they make the documentary, uh, it, it is kind of it, funny that when that joke was when that joke was trending the hardest, uh, uh, um, about you know maybe a sex cult. Well, I mean, it was kind of funny. How, not, I mean, funny, but also a slightly disconcerting. It was Jackie that, that started that. Of all the sweet, lovely. Jackie started the. Jackie started. I the, don't believe that's true. It is true. Um. Okay. I believe you. Can confirm. Uh. So, with that being said, uh, I got to think that uh, this group would would watch it. And of all, oh, of all the of all the jokes we made about it, there were like there was there was a time when it seemed like fairly regularly people were like legitimately asking before coming to the parties like there what were, they should bring there were and a what handful uh, of times where i had to like talk people down off a ledge like yeah i get I it i know that you guys brought this industrial sized bottle of lubricant and all of these condoms but if you want to use them amongst yourselves please go right yeah ahead. no but doubt no, no need doubt. to put a pineapple on your table at this party i mean darling. if you'd like to you can i mean i'm not going to keep you from uh, uh, you know, trolling the waters. There might be other Hoosiers there that are interested in doing. Yeah, but such it's a not thing. like it's not. Guys, no, no. You'll, you'll find no, you'll no, find that uh, no. I like to put my wife in situations where she's like, "Hang on, wait, wait a second, hang on." No, um, I need a this is the gun grab case. You got oh oh maybe for obsessive compulsive. If you're going to be a little wonky, that's the best way to be a little wonky. Be a little wonky. wonky. Be a little wonky. We got a new president. Everything is great. Everything's fixed. Uh, you <laughs> know, it was funny because uh, I saw my memories from the inauguration uh, four years ago, and I said, hey, after, you know, the reverend and the bishop and, you know, all these people get done praying, what are the chances that we get a shaman up there to lead us in uh, a drum circle and ecstatic dance? Let's do it. And someone's like, did you not see the dude that stormed the Capitol? Uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I'm like, oh, I guess I did. Yeah. I guess I did. I do, I do, um, I have this aversion, babe. I have a really hard time with, uh, uh, like, I'm, I'm, I'm not all that big on, like, the, the, the misappropriation of culture. Like, I feel like you can't really work towards amalgamation and, uh, a total melting pot, uh, and, and then also, like, you know, uh, lambast people that, that celebrate other people's cultures, but also I'm kind of allergic to like suburban white guys calling themselves shaman. You know, even the ones that have done the work, like Hamilton Souther is one of the most popular shaman in the world. Uh, his I name's very, Hamilton Souther. I have a very specific opinion about this. Once again, an unpopular opinion. Uh, but if like. <coughs> 
indigenous <clears throat> cultures don't own the rights to shamanism. Oh, I, I'm 100% on that on that train, too. I'm, I'm here for indigenous yeah. cultures. I'm happy, and I am the very first person I know to sit at the feet of my elders, open my ears and close my mouth, very first. Uh, however, um, it, it's belonged to all of us. I feel like maybe our specific demographic is further away from shamanism than any other demographic, mm -hmm. and that's a tragedy, but our return to shamanism should be celebrated. Yeah, for sure. Totally. For sure, yeah. You know, I, I, it's, it's, it's a weird it's thing a because I want as many people, like I said 10 years ago, I just wanted to be able to have this conversation about these medicines with as many people as I could and not be looked at like I had a dick growing out of my forehead. Yeah. And uh, and now, and then the, the pendulum swings kind of the other way, where then it, you kind of see all the gross things. Like, I I see uh, different companies pop up every day that are trying to... Man, I got there. I saw a Facebook ad the other day uh, that was for... <laughs> I'm going to pull up the email. Uh, it was for these... It was basically called the Portal Box. And it, what it is is like a uh, – it's basically just a, 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 a box, a, a, a you know, like a little jewelry box, but it keeps all of your DMT supplies in it. And in theory, I love that. Like I think that but if you're – it's like a birch box or like Ipsy. Uh, it's not an Ipsy because it's not like a – it's not a, a recurring. recurring thing. It's just – it's something that somebody fashioned that has, you know, a DMT pipe in a scale, maybe something. And like all things that – probably make the experience a little bit easier um part it's of, just a lot of stuff feels wouldn't, weird wouldn't a substance like dmt require like a triple beam or are they have mm. digital well that no that's that well? that's not ignorance uh they do have digital that work that well uh but no that's a great question and and yes i would say if you want to start getting down to uh you the know tenths things. of a gram right, right uh your digital scales are probably not going to yeah. to weigh them uh you know, DMT's weird. <laughs> it's so yes. weird. Uh, you know, and, and that's why they have things like, uh, I don't have to put too much drug knowledge out there. I don't want Facebook to shut us down. But that's why they have things like K-spoons or ketamine spoons because there's the, the amounts that you fill it are kind of the measured doses. Oh, that's helpful. It's super helpful. Yeah, it's super helpful. But what I was getting at is like there are a lot of people kind of trying to capitalize on the experience. A market and the experience. Um, and uh, that's fine. It's all good. But it, that's kind of the way that the pendulum swings the other way, where then all of a sudden... Is uh, it really... Okay, so deep deep questions here today. Mm -hmm. Is it truly your um, disdain for those things? Or do you feel like as a quote, woke white guy, you have to kind of set a precedent and you have to toe that line um, because you're in public forum uh, often and because you feel like you have a responsibility to other people, um, other like, types of people. Um, I, I, Did I, that question make sense? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I walk this line that is like in order to bring more people to this, and we talked about it with Makate yesterday. Yeah. Like, the plants are making themselves more available. Yes. Fungi is making yes. themselves more available because I believe that the planet is in severe need of healing. Totally. And that doesn't look like the fucking Paris Climate Accord. <laughs> you know, that doesn't look like raising taxes on poor people. Um, but it does look or like rich people. It, or rich people. It does look like um, it does look like everybody uh, 
becoming mindful about what they're doing and how they are uh, living in symbiosis with the earth. And so, like, it's really hard to denounce somebody, uh, uh, you know, trying to commune with nature or coming to coming to the knowledge however that however they do. It was like yeah. when Gwyneth Paltrow came out with that goop lab and it was like for a couple of weeks everyone was talking about, did you see that crazy thing? Well well it, it brought it into the the living rooms of suburban fucking white women totally all did. over the world. So 100%. like that's not that's a good thing. It's a great thing. Um, but also the reason I didn't watch the inauguration yesterday isn't because I don't care for Joe Biden or I don't care for who's taking over or anything like that. It's because it was a fucking pop concert. And I don't right. want fucking I don't want uh, I don't want sacred things to be, to be, I don't want record companies to take sacred things and turn them into what they've done to music. Right. That, does that make sense? Like, I it don't, does. I don't want it to, I don't want things like that to be capitalized. And it has, it already has in the jungle. People travel down to Peru and it's a, that is a huge part of their tourism. There are, uh, uh, pop-up shaman all over, uh, South America yes. that offer this experience to, yes unwitting or uh, naive, you know, uh, uh, kids, travelers, uh, you know, American, European kids that that have that don't really know a whole lot about it and are going there to trust in a a real uh, a real shaman. So like just because you're from Peru doesn't make you any more real of a shaman. I guess that kind of goes back on my first point. Doesn't make you any more of a shaman. However, and and that's also why, um, you know, that's also why it is uh, – that's why there's – man, there's like – there's a huge problem with like sexual abuse at ayahuasca retreats and uh, I mean there's, yeah, so there's the, dark the, – there's the dark, dark people out there. No spirituality yes. is very, very, very real and um, I am a metaphysician. Uh, my education is in metaphysics and I don't really get along with the metaphysics community. It's very rare for me because I'm not into like, I don't know if you've ever seen the parody of spirituality, but there's that guy, ultra spiritual guy, mm-hmm. the the redheaded guy. You oh, he's great. He's um, wonderful. The hell is his <clears throat> name? Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I don't know his name, uh, sadly. H- however. Um, J.P. Sears. Thank you very much. And so um, I. When I have all that knowledge pop off, does that make you. Uh, totally. Bones me up. Babe. <laughs> Bone you up? Yeah. Cool. Um, it. Uh, it does bother me when I see people talking the talk but not walking the talk. Mm. And so when, um, you know, uh, I'm, I'm like this weird amalgamation of a spiritualist, but I love the third dimension. Um, I, I love steak. And I lo- you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I'm very much a Midwestern woman. Ope. Um, ope, indeed. And so... Um, yeah, I don't fit into the spiritual community very well because I'm very quick to call people out on their bullshit and that, you know, almost to a fault of my own, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm really quick to call people out on that nonsense. And so um, I have, you know, like one in three women um, are abused in their life, sexually mm-hmm. abused. And so when, you know, we get super mad at the Catholic Church for hurting children um, and, and that's... Um, disgusting and it's very sad but that happens in all religion it happens in kundalini yoga it happens it happens when one person has too much power and so i'm very quick to say you are the guru your heart knows the way and i believe that we do need teachers and guides along our paths certainly but to give yourself over to another human being so much so 
that, um, and I'm not victim shaming here, it's just a matter of absolute fact, that if you give yourself over to another human being so much so that um, you can be fooled or fleeced by that, mm-hmm. um, that's a problem too. So when you know, you're raising children to understand what the word consent means, right? And, and we're raising um, specifically girls because boys have a very short list of things that they learn about sexuality, but girls have this monstrously huge side of things um, that include messages like, never leave your drink on a table ever, mm-hmm. right? Do not go to a bar alone, ever. If you go on a date, you <clears throat> must tell somebody where you're going and check back in with them when you get back home again because it's it's legitimately not safe to be a woman, mm-hmm. period, right? And so, um, and, and that's not even to say that women are the only people that are abused um, not in been spiritual roofied. realms. Yeah. Certainly, certainly. Sure. And so I think that you have to temper yourself. Temperance is so important and you have to, um, I suppose it's about learning how to think instead of what to think, right? And so if your internal flag is flying, if you're getting a flashing red sign and you don't pay attention to that, that is a spiritual incongruency within yourself and no one else can tell you that um, you know, you did the wrong thing or you did the right thing, but you very well know within yourself what is correct and what is incorrect, right? Mm -hmm. And so, and then we have to lean into, um, I want to take like uh, Yogi Bhajan, Mm -hmm. right? And the Kundalini Yoga people. They're a beautiful people. And the, the religion itself is beautiful and the practice itself is beautiful. And he fully manipulated hundreds of Mm. women. And many of them report being very happy. That he did. That he did. Yep. Right? Like Same thing goes with Bikram, right? How do we balance that? <clears throat> right? Like, how do we, how do we as uh, parents and as people who want to learn and grow, how do we move through that? And I think that it's by um, going against what we're told. Um, and I believe in vulnerability. I believe that vulnerability is the only true power. However, um, walls are necessary, and we should have probationary periods for people to be in our inner circles. And we should, um, and I'm very guilty of this, I'm a ruthless editor of mm-hmm. who I allow in my life. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a reason for that, and it's because I've been... <laughs> if I bombed out everybody you told me to bomb out of my life, I'd, I don't know how many people I'd have around me, that's for the sure. The same amount of people yeah. I currently have, I'd yeah. say. Yeah. yeah, right. that could be very true. Yeah. Right? So... Um, yeah, that's long-winded, but um, the nuts and bolts of it are d- don't give yourself so completely to something. Give yourself completely to yourself. Give yourself completely to God. Yeah, and the things that fill that cup, the things that, you know, if those things are you feel as though you're making uh, are making you a better person or, or are helping you realize your happiness or your what you think is your best-case life, then, then lean into it. But at any point, it starts to, life starts to feel like torture to keep up that that thing, that belief system, that thing, yeah. then, then you need to readdress your, we've seen it. We see it all the time. I mean, all I, the time. you know, and, and this isn't a swipe at the Kundalini community at all, because I mean, some of the most beautiful, powerful people, well, I, li- I listen, that do the I same listen things. to Kundalini mantra. You, you, you can attest to this. I listen to mantra music and medicine music all day long, pretty much. Absolutely. Uh, and, um, some of the most beautiful and, and intelligent people I know have kind of devoted their life to that, uh, that lifestyle. But we've also seen a lot of people 
I've seen the shadow side of it. People that are almost fucking emaciated the way that they're they're not taking they 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 think they're living their best excuse me their best case healthy life and things like that and, and you just watch them and you're watching them out. kind of melt away yeah you for know sure. and so but i i think that that's present i think extremism in any form mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is dangerous no and doubt. so it, i've seen it happen to muslim friends i've seen it happen to christian friends um it's it's a dangerous game that we play with ourselves. And, sure. And I don't think, you know, and I guess I can't speak matter-of-factly on it, but my perception of it is that God doesn't want to spank us when we're bad, right? Yep. Like, and so this idea that if I only wear a specific color, if I, I grow my hair a certain way, or if I, you know, um, eat a certain thing, that um, I'm going to be more worthy, right. right? Yep. And it's just, um, I think there's something to be said for cleaning the vessel. No doubt. Right? Like, yeah, no doubt. And I'm the fucking worst about it. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, beyond that, it's really self-abuse, right? Mm-hmm. Beyond uh, beyond that, it's, it's a, it's it that pendulum. a mental health issue. It's that pendulum. Right? If you're kind of apathetic uh, to what you're putting in the vessel, then that's clearly unhealthy. Totally. And then also, if you're uh, depriving yourself, uh, you know, of... Any kind of joy, A, with what you put in the vessel, but also, uh, and, and I think people draw joy from so many different, um, you know, things. Um, but, you know, if you, but if you, if you're also to the point where, you know, whatever, this isn't a, this isn't a criticism of veganism or anything else. I know plenty of healthy, happy vegans. Totally. It's fine. Um, but also I've, I've seen people that are so dogmatic about their, uh, about their whatever their regimen or things like that, that they're some of the fucking saddest, most miserable people on the planet. Right. There's got to be a middle ground. You know, walk well, that middle exactly, path. Exactly, the middle path. And so um, Buddhism teaches the, the eightfold path and the middle path. And I think that it's worth your time to um, look into it, certainly, that um, I don't want to be extreme in any way. I want to take a little bit of everything that makes me feel good, and I want to create this... Um, you know, like I, I consider myself to be like a master aggregate of badassery, which is kind of a funny thing that I say, but it's true. So I, you know, studying all these world religions and studying all of these, you know, weird esoteric things, I never fully subscribed to one thing or another, right? I never, I never fully threw myself into it. And I'm so grateful that I hadn't because what I learned through um, my more mature and older years, my more stable years, is that I was right all along. I was correct in my assumption that maybe I shouldn't go to this three-week-long silence retreat Mm -hmm. and torture myself for three weeks, right? Like, I'm a a chatty gal, right? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. totally. But who knows what comes of that? You know, that's one of the... uh, I think you become a monk. Yeah, well... Right? And at so, least at least temporarily you yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I think that... Um, what a challenge. A that would, total that would challenge. Be real hard for me. 21 days of not speaking is a difficult path. I talk so much. But so like everybody, <laughs> you know, we all look to, you know, using Buddhism, we all look to the Dalai Lama as being this, the, the penultimate of human potential. And he's a lovely, lovely human being. However... He's a king that literally lives in a castle that's carved into the side of a mountain. He doesn't have a wife and kids. Everybody he works with are high-level Buddhist monks. Of course he's giggling. Of course he's that happy because he chose a path that doesn't include hardly at all the third dimension, right? Like, he's got some big problems that I'm sure I can't even wrap my mind around. I understand that. However, um, the things that regular people are doing, right, in their regular lives, 
his work doesn't really apply there, does it? No, I suppose not. But, well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, I think it applies on some levels. But, um, but I'm, I, I agree with, with where you're at as far as, you know, kind of what you're surrounded by makes certain other things a little bit easier. Also, if you find a way to make uh, a living at this and it's truly your lifestyle and I, I, it's what we're trying to do here, you know, uh, I commend anybody that's, that finds a way to take what that, which makes their heart beat and, uh, be able to, uh, live sustainably on it, whether that looks like money or whether that just looks like an, a, an agreed upon place to live. Uh, you know, I think some, I think there's a hierarchical, um, uh, thing that happens that makes it kind of inconsistent. Somebody's got to fund that. Somebody's got to, uh, sure. the way that the world governments are set up, on. somebody's got to allow that to be. Yes. Uh, but, you know, um, I mean, uh, where was I kind of trying to go with that? The, <clears throat> the, 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 the Dalai Lama talks about all kinds of things that can apply to our daily lives, but we can't do what the Dalai Lama does because we are not, in fact, chosen by the Lamas to be their leader. Right. You know, so you can only take what you can, what he says and, and, and take what you can and put into practice, which, you know, are, are simple Buddhist tenets that I hope. I mean, everybody can work into their, I mean, I had a conversation with a, I grew up in, you know, I grew up here, uh, and then, uh, moved to Springfield for, for the second stage of my upbringing. And in Springfield is the, uh, headquarters of the assemblies of God. And so, uh, the assemblies of God, it was the fastest growing Christian denomination of any denomination. And there are mega churches. We drive past all the time when we go to my mom's and some of the best people in the world that I know are, are AG. Um, and I remember kind of a few years ago as I came to the medicine, as I came back from the medicine and, and I was trying to have this, I was having a conversation with someone I, I loved and respected. And I'm like, you know, um, Buddhism doesn't have to Buddhism. It, it doesn't require you to be a heretic in order for you to Buddhism adopt. Buddhism doesn't have a God. Right. It, in order for you to adopt Buddhist principles, certainly. you know, and, and to apply, uh, you know, Buddhist teachings to your life. And, and they just, they were so allergic to that concept totally because it's, it's just a philosophy. It's, they they it's think not a it's, they think all. that it is, you know, it flies in, uh, you know, in the face of, you know, the first commandment or whatever, and you're right. And because there isn't a, a God that you're, well, eventually, as you follow that path down and realize that you are God, you know, that's a hard one for them to hear too. But even we, don't, though we don't disclose that information until later. But even though their book <laughs> says it constantly. Yeah. Uh, so, no, he's not hiding in the back. He's not hiding in the back. And the reason why he can't comment is, I don't think you have a Twitch account as yourself, bud. Um, so, anywho, um, so we've got, you know, that flies. It, it's we talked about that yesterday with Makate as well. Like uh, the idea of if God is omnipotent and omnipresent, uh, then He is in us and we are in Him. And if that's the case, then you know, by proxy, we are God. And that is something that people that have been brought up, and some of the smartest people too. I mean, theologians, you know. But you know, you're you're. Your theology degree is only as good as as how uh, broad of a spectrum of religion it teaches. If it o if it only teaches you deep in this one teaching, that's fine. You're going to mm -hmm. be the master of that thing that you believe, and that 
you know, all of these other people that think like you believe, but it really doesn't qualify you to have like, you know, a, 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 a connecting conversation, uh, of, uh, my son's wearing our, our, uh, sh- uh, my, the shaman mask that, uh, I was wearing the other day. So I had he a, looks like a straight up devil. <laughs> he looks, he looks like, he looks like, uh, he looks like a wildling from North of the wall. He is a wildling. Um, certainly. <laughs> anywho, uh, but you know, it, it doesn't really prepare you to be able to have this conversation with a bunch of other people who you are actively coexisting with. Mm-hmm. And even though you believe in creation versus evolution, you're also co-creating with. And so like there really isn't room for you to be so well studied and, and, and whatever it is that you believe, please learn as much about it as possible, but do so with the, with the hopes of being able to teach someone else, you know, that wants to learn. Um, and so, you know, that's, you want to know a fun fact about the dog? I want to know all the fun facts that you know. He has a degree in quantum mechanics. I believe the, the, I can't remember what I believe the Pope has got like a, a doctorate in chemistry or something. That's really cool. Uh, degree. Let's see. And and the Dalai Lama is, uh, famously quoted for saying, if science shows us something different than what I'm currently teaching, then I'll change my methods. Right? Like he's very open to, um, he's very open-minded, I would say. Okay. Yeah. Our son's just roaming about. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, I, I am, uh, he holds an advanced degree in chemistry, so he doesn't have a doctorate. But still. Still pretty fucking cool, right? Uh, Could you imagine the Pope making your DMT? <laughs> Can I imagine the Pope <laughs> making my DMT? I, I think that would be really cool. Yeah. I, that would be awesome what to find out that, that, like... Like, if, if there were, like, names of strains of DMT, like there are for <laughs> cannabis? Uh, like the Pope slippers or something? Uh, oh, that, yeah, that'd be pretty he's cool. got those red slippers. Yeah, those are, uh, I believe there's, they're... Marnaldo Zegna shoes, like they're fucking. They're Why weird. do you know that? I mean, because I'm a weirdo, baby. Nah. <laughs> I'm Crazy. such a weirdo. They might be. Yeah. You want to tell me you can't remember to pick your socks up off the it's bedroom a different floor? Game. That's a different. <laughs> that's a different brain center. Is it? That's a different center. It's not okay. firing. Okay. Yeah. If I could, like, you know, tell my socks to pick them up, I, I'm a manager. I'm a manager. Is I all I am. I'm, I'm not a. I'm not much of a doer. So that I makes suppose. me an employee by default, I suppose. <laughs> Yeah, but that's a weird cycle because you're the boss. You're the one running the show. Um, you know, I just got to talk to my my the people below me. That's I all. see. Delegate gotta down. Make, Delegate make, down. Make sure that, yeah. Delegate everything away. That's what I'm trying to do. I I'm see. just trying to get other people to do what needs to be done. Uh, you know, my father-in-law has a famous quote uh, that says, the world falls apart at $15 an hour. Mm. Our children he, make he did, $0 an hour. He did say that. Yeah. My daddy said that. Um, and he's right. Well, at the time it was ten bucks an hour, but who knows with the new president? Maybe it'll be fifteen bucks an hour here pretty soon. But yeah, I just took that liberty. I hope that's okay. That's all totally fine. I th- I think you're just keeping up uh, keeping up with the with the, the times. times. Yeah, yeah I love you. I think it's uh uh probably time to go to a break. I can't believe we're already. I think I had like a twenty. I I was trying to have like a nice long meditation this morning, which is always. I was a little surprised when I came in and you were still going. Like, yeah, I was, I was I was feeling that Osho vibe. I'm into Osho all day, and so uh, it's funny, I think, because I'm the meditator, mm-hmm. and you're, no, I'm the meditate-e, mm-hmm. and you're the meditate-or. 
Okay. But I, I would like you to come to the other side with me from time to time. You guys, when I ask him to meditate with me, he like, he just starts doing the dishes. It, it's the opposite of this. It's the opposite of that. <laughs> he sees the value. He understands it intellectually. But we just got to get him to sit his ass on the mat, y'all. Uh, my deal is, is that I am a silent meditator. Uh, Bullshit. I, I don't mind. Sit, I sit with my thoughts. And sometimes, I, many times when it's, I drive my car. It's not with thought. It's without thought. Dealing. Well, I understand. And I let those thoughts come and go. I have a superpower. I can shut this fucking thing off at any time. Not thinking about anything. Right now. Nothing going through my brain. I'm thinking about a lot of things. Mostly that Craig is totally full of shit. There's nothing happening. (laughs) This is what this is what it looks like when nothing. I can't imagine that it's easy to be married to somebody like me. I think that I can't imagine. Vice versa, babe. Very challenging. Vice versa. I'm a blowhard, uh, know it all. That's got to be real tough. Same. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Do we need to go to break? Yeah, let's go to break. Okay. All right. Uh yeah, Kush Coach, I'm telling you, it's my superpower, bud. It's like Most she's like she's like, what are you thinking that. about right now? I'm like, got nothing going on up there, and she's like, that's not possible. And I'm like, no, I promise you, it's just a fucking just a big empty fucking nothingness in there. It's it's a it's a weird thing. Garrett is the same way with yoga. I keep trying to hammer his head that yoga will help him in sports, but he just laughs at me. Yeah, I'll talk to the boy. Uh, there's, yo- there's yoga will help yoga. out. A, yoga will help out a ton in sports. Um. My Mostly wife, my wife tells me to do yoga every day. Every I'm day he's apart. like, oh, my shoulder. Oh, fuck my shoulder. And, and I, I just got, say I yoga problems. because I used to be like, baby, yoga is so beneficial. It will help you so much. You're going to feel, there's so much space inside your body. You don't even realize. It's the worst. And now like 25 calendar years later, mm-hmm. I, I just say yoga is my only response now. It's the worst. I, I hate it. I hate doing yoga. I hate it. I don't care. I hate it. I hate it so much. I fucking hate it. it. Uh, But, you know, I I understand its benefits. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Just that you can feel good in your body. Yeah, I know. I get it. I get it. I generally feel, I think that's the problem is for so long, my my fucking, my, my, my privilege hasn't allowed to see me. I just thought that it just it just feels this is just I, I'm a good feeling dude. I feel pretty fucking good. I wake up, I fucking go four for four. I hit a couple of bombs. That's what I do. I just that's you know I'm a fucking blessed guy. Pretty athletic and pretty nimble, pretty agile. Uh, and uh, you know I'm sure some of it has to do with me carrying fifty extra pounds on my frame, but also uh, you know like I've just I've just even 50 when pounds or not you still even as I've gained weight like I just get up. Uh, and I fucking I go out run fucking a little fit guy, a little little fit guy. I'm like, you want if we want to fucking line them up, you want to run for pinks, you want to race, let's race. That was that was the deal for the longest time. Take up kung fu, Craig. I think I fucking might. Except you want to fucking catch those hands, Kush Coach. I don't fucking think so, bud. You can't. I got they're already registered weapons, pal. Hey, I got I got news for you. Kung fu still isn't yoga, <laughs> gentlemen. It's martial arts are kind of yoga. No, it's not. Kind of a little bit. Not even close. A little bit. A little, little bit. A little bit of yoga. Not at all. You got to be flexible. You got to fucking. I feel like I'm the subject right. matter expert here, and you're. You got to get your mind right. You got to get some moves going. I've on. done yoga actively since I was 15 years old. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Okay. I'm getting some THCV gummies this week. Yeah. Uh, supposed to be an appetite suppressor. I'll eat the shit out of some appetite suppressor THCV gummies. Uh, guys, let's go to break. What do you think? Tai Chi's like yoga. That's No, it's not. We're just moving energy. Tai Chi is just very slow martial art. It is a moving meditation. <laughs> this guy says it's attack yoga. <laughs> 
Scott actually does yoga, though. Yeah, whatever. I don't care. I seen it. I don't care. I don't give a shit. I care what he does. I care very much. I what he care does. what he does. I love him. He's my little brother. I can only. I, I love him very deeply. Uh, I'm gonna go to break, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna test this table out, and we'll see you guys in six minutes and fifty eight seconds. Oh. My son's counting us in back from the commercial break. It's pretty cute, you guys. It's pretty freaking cute. He's producing the show back there. It and is doing, little devil man. Doing a fine, <laughs> fine job. He's doing a real fine job. Good job, uh, Chad. Sorry for not leaving the mic on, uh, Dennison, but I will do that for you uh, another time. No, he won't. You dirty Absolutely little pervert. Absolutely going to happen. Little dirty little pervert from Native Hemp Extract, where right now, the CBD, CBG, I believe... Dennison, like help me out on this. It's pretty much with the HOSO code. It's code. about fifty percent off its normal price. Because Dennison Callard walks his fucking talk. Yes, y'all. he do. Yes, he do. As a matter of fact, uh, when all the FICO talk started and everything, Dennison, he's been, he's been in my inbox a bunch, just talking about you know how he can fit into that and how he can get people some medicine. And I think that the dick pics were probably a little extraneous, but um, I mean, I'm not complaining. I enjoyed them. Yeah, yeah, we, we all I enjoyed love them. A good dick pic. we, we don't oh. mind it. We don't mind a good. Don't you're gonna get flooded with dick pics um which i don't know the funny thing about dick pics is do you know what i do when somebody sends a dick pic it's been a long time since someone sent a dick pic but do you know what i do what's that i send them back pictures of other people's dicks yeah you got so many i have like i have a full what do you i like i have a a, a library do other people have pictures of my dick no but i did email your dick one time to who's your sophisticate as a joke and it (laughs) it was just for me but now it's for you too it was like a cleavage pick it was like a half dick pick it was it, it was, was like a top half dick it was pick. a top half dick pick not the or or the bottom half no it was the top half well i, I it depends on where you start right. i would figure the top of it is well like it was the closer to the, the torso top. correct this is the bottom so it was the it top was a, half you didn't put the head in there no yeah just like the but it wasn't erect so it wasn't going this way either. we don't have to talk about this anymore we could just skip right if over it if it was erect uh, but anyway, so yeah, I emailed it because back. I thought it would but go the way to that Craig it was hanging, as a joke. Did not go to me. And it went to Steve. It went to, it went to, well, it goes <laughs> to both. It goes to everybody. I think Mike's got the account too. So, oh, well, yeah, whatever. You're welcome, baby. It happens. No, not really. <laughs> it doesn't happen. I don't know that that's ever happened before. It was a really. I do like I picture. do like the idea of you weaponizing my dick. Oh, absolutely. Like if somebody 110%. if somebody sends you and I take very uh, classy dick pics. Well, the the biggest flex on a dick pic is sending a picture of a bigger dick and a prettier dick. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Cool. Mm-hmm. Right on. Good morning, freaks. Well, you kind of came in right at the right time. Regularly. 55, but you take off another 20% with host. So, Denison, are you losing money being my sponsor? Probably. I was you actually speaking with him this morning about... There's a mint CBD that's real cheap, too. You know, I'll tell you what I like about that mint CBD. Uh, it's nothing special, it's but there's a, a fuck ton of, of CBD mint. in it. Uh, yeah, 1,800 milligrams. It's still... It's it's plenty special. Here's what I like about that, especially in the wintertime. You take a dropper of that and you put it in your coffee. Mm. I like it. I like it too. I like it. So, uh, what do you want to talk about? You want to talk about? Uh, well, you can talk about relationships. relationships. I feel like that's fun. A lot of the people that are along for the ride here uh, got to witness our 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 union uh, uh, making our union official. Cool. 
coolest wedding ever. I had a lot. I not not to pat ourselves on the back, but it to- was, I'm totally patting myself. On but the it back. was the most fun I've had at a wedding uh, ever, and uh, maybe that's because it was finally my big day. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, more than anything, it was it was because I was surrounded by. Most of the people I love most, uh, there were a couple of missing people that, uh, you know, just couldn't make it. It was right in the peak of COVID and we had people that are like, man, I've been exposed. And honestly, there were three people not there that I was like, well, I had about, I never witnessed, I never, people pictured, and I know you did, there. I know you did. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, for me, for, for me too, like, like heart shattering for me too. Like there were, you know, a bunch of people, but three in particular that I was like, man, Michael Jager, I just never, Dave Brown, Justine Posterino, Joa, Joa, yeah. Joa Beagley, yeah, Katie yeah. Beagley. Yeah. Those are people. And they just couldn't make it. I mean, kids, yeah. sick kids and COVID and, yeah. and that shit breaks, broke my heart a little bit. And but I was like, I was very pleasantly surprised that LaShonda and Brandon Taylor came. <laughs> they kept their distance. They kept their masks on. They, yeah. they did their thing, but I was, yeah, uh, it was with all of the people that couldn't be there for Lashana to show up and just be able to share a little space with her was really lovely. Mm, I agree. Yeah. I agree. It was, uh, it was it, it, any which way for, for those that were missing the people that did come together and did make it, uh, really made it an incredibly special weekend. Uh, my brother, your best friend, Jenna. uh, you know, Steve and Jenny, uh, totally. I mean, Steve every, everybody, day. yeah, they did. They brought the crown. They brought, they the, brought the marriage license oh, and the license that helps yeah. too. That helps too. Um, it was awesome. So, uh, anyway, uh, with that, I feel like, you know, uh, a lot of our, uh, life unfolds online and in our community. Yeah. I'm gonna have to fix that. Today. It's, it's, the gonna, floor. it's gonna drive me banana sandwich. Um, I like to think that, um, uh, you know, we, we, a lot of, you know, our relationship, not most of the good stuff anyway, is kind of celebrated online. Uh, and that's kind of a big, uh, thing we have to remind people all the time is like, don't, you know, don't compare your life to other people's highlight reel. You know, I mean, there's there's certainly plenty of in between space that we're trying to figure out because we are fucking as human as it gets. And, uh, so let's talk about relationships and we can, we can, we can apply it to our relationship. We can take relationship questions. We can, uh, I'm happy to take relationship questions all day long, all day long. Uh, if I would have known Cotillion was going to be your wedding too, guys. Dennison, I, I don't want to hear your yeah, shit. Yeah, we want to hear your shit, Jen- Dennison. But you, you got a chance. Babysitter. You got a chance to we make it. You. you got a chance to make it right this year, and I, th- I believe we've got a we've got a friend or two coming in from uh, from Colorado to to spend the um, the weekend. We've with got us, which wouldn't be the first time. The friend coming we, in well, from Colorado, which wouldn't be uh, the first time that somebody came all the way from Colorado to do it. We've got somebody coming from West Virginia this year uh to do it so i'm really excited to get out there with everybody again um i've considered being johnny appleseed this year i won't put that out there too much last year a dude drove from oklahoma picked up five pounds made it to rso and donated it all that's awesome totally badass. that's awesome Denison. i'm pretty sure we told you about it Pretty sure so you let me. I just read this again, and and please forgive me that I didn't comprehend what you said the first time. You didn't want to come to my wedding. No, he did. If he would have known it was the wedding, he would have definitely been there. He thought it was just good. Okay, I forgive you. Yeah. Or me. I forgive me. He has babysitters now, so we're good yes. then. Well, babysitters is the easy part. Do you have plant sitters? Do you have crop sitters? Because uh, that's you know, that's how you feed the babies. There's that. Babe, what's uh, 
you know, you're you're a relationship coach. You've made some great uh, some great videos. I'm glad that you started doing that again. Making a video the other day, they always get great feedback. Um, you should you should have always been the the person in our family uh, trying to do this because uh, you're more talented and more pretty than me. Um, it, sh- it should have been you all along. So, what are some things that you see are what are what are common things that are like hangups that when you kind of solve those that people can kind of start moving towards you know uh, healing some shit and 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 living a uh, being in a happy relationship. Um, well, I think that people have a really hard time seeing and then telling themselves the truth about what's going on. I think that people spend a lot of time making excuses for things that make them uncomfortable and. When you know, um, oh, hang on, real quick before we get real deep into this bed. Uh, I don't know how to tell you this, but 100 messages. I don't have the uh, monitor hooked up here in the studio, guys. So, God bless America, there was just, no music. We're you guys. Just, it was playing all the way out in the, in the front lobby, but. I turned off the monitor today. Uh, thanks for letting us know, Allie and Mike. Okay, back to where you're at. People making excuses. Jen, it was the best weekend ever. Can't wait to do it again. People make excuses. People make excuses. People don't want to see the truth. They don't want to tell themselves the truth. People wait way too long to break up with toxic people, right? Because... You know, um, we have to, if we have a conversation about marriage, we have to have a conversation about codependency. And so the goal is interdependency. Codependency means I care about your problems more than you do. And that is a recipe for disaster, right? And so um, I think everyone is abusive or abused until they learn about abuse and they learn to do better, even if you come from a happy family, right? And, and especially if you come from a happy family, because then you've been deluded. In, <coughs> it's a delusion into thinking that marriage is easy or marriage is somehow um, not work. Yeah. Right. And it is marriage of marriage in all forms. You know, like uh, even in business or in friendship, we have these same tenets that apply. Right. And mm-hmm. so I think that having somebody who is willing to tell the truth to themselves, and then second step after that is action, right? So people say that knowledge is power, but that's um, absolutely false. Knowledge plus action is power. Yeah. Knowledge is important. It's one half of the equation. Oh, boy, howdy. Did I uh, – I had a um, uh, quote that I posted last night uh, by my uh, – you know, I wouldn't. I don't know if he's my favorite president, but he's top three for me. Uh, which was uh, Calvin Coolidge, and he is a—he's very underrated. Uh, people don't celebrate him enough, but he was great. Uh, and and um, I'm gonna see if I can pull it up here. Uh, nothing in this world can take the place of persistence. Talent will not. Nothing is more common than unsuccessful men with talent. Genius will not. Unrewarded genius is almost a proverb. Education will not. The world is full of educated derelicts. Persistence and determination alone are omnipotent. The slogan, press on, has solved and always will solve the problems of the human race. It's not enough to be smart. It's not enough to be talented. It's not enough to just uh, to be good or to say good. You got to do some shit. 
It's not enough to know that meditation is good. You have to actually sit your ass on the mat, don't ya? Don't ya? <laughs> this is my kink, guys. My wife comes on. I have to, a master's degree in being right, you guys. My wife, my wife comes on to a little live cast and just <laughs> just em- uh, berates me and embarrasses me in front of my friends, and I <laughs> am having a real hard time. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, anyway. so marriage though, I think. Before you ever get to a place where you ask somebody to marry you or you're signing any kind of legal documentation, mm-hmm. and please please know that I learned this the hard way. Please know that I am not on some, you know, uh, pie in the sky, looking down my nose uh, platform here. I absolutely had to be drugged through shit to get to this place. Just putting it out there. So um, before you ever get to that place, I think being friends. Okay. First, that helps. Sexual attraction, absolutely important. Mm-hmm. Um, sexual chemistry, super important, mm-hmm. right? Communication and comprehension skills, super important. But first, do we like each other? Like, I often tell you, I like you. And mm-hmm. you're like, I love you too. And I'm like, no, but I like you. Yeah, sure. Right? Like, as a person, mm-hmm. right? And so um, in our friend group, it's this funny little thing because um, we're all just a little bit infatuated with each other, right? Mm-hmm. And I, in my heart of hearts, and after, I've read so many books, you guys, um, mm-hmm. after going through all of that information, if you're not a little bit in love with your friends, you're oh. not doing it right. But it's the one friend that you are all the way in love with that you should marry, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. What are we doing here? I'm just rearranging. we got a lot of stuff on our table. Okay. Just rearranging it around and didn't really pay much attention to it. And it just kind of blocks out some cords and does some stuff. Some, like, uh, we got some really neat, nifty little knickknacks and things like that. And This is quickly becoming an altar, yes? It's quickly becoming an altar. Um, I, you know, it always throws me off when I get, like, bill reminders in the middle of my <laughs> job. I'm like, ah! <laughs> ah! So, um, also, I, uh, what makes my coaching program a little bit different than other programs is that I, it's not a popular opinion, once again, I don't fully subscribe to feminism. Um, I think that uh, classical feminism is absolutely necessary and totally vital to a thriving society. Um, I think that, um, obviously, I'm a, a well-educated woman and I have a voice, right? Um, I, I'm able to do all of the things that I want to do because I live in a place that allows me to do that and a society that allows me to do that. And I'm super grateful for the women, the bra burners that came before me. However, um, feminism doesn't belong in your bedroom. It belongs in your boardroom, right? Does that make sense? It's a hard thing to say. Yeah, we can find some uses for it in the bedroom, though, too. Sit, if you know what sit I mean. down, please. We got, we got this table what? here. We can find some use. Okay. Thank you. Sorry. I love you. Feminism But I mean, the like that, that man-hater <coughs> kind oh, of yeah. men are good for nothing and men are dogs and my husband can't fix the plumbing. And so the, the commercial is funny because I call the plumber to undermine and emasculate my husband. I don't subscribe to that shit. So... I think that if you are, you have to really enjoy the kind of person that you're going to be married to, right? Like you have to enjoy that that archetype mm-hmm. itself, right? Yeah, so I agree. I think that people um, people get married 
most people get married for the wrong reasons. I think in their hearts, they, they want it to be correct, but I think most people get married for the wrong reasons. Um, know that you need a teammate. It's, you're, you're forming the most important team of your life, right? You no need doubt. a teammate for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, think if you just knock those couple of things out, you're doing better than most people. Tell yourself the truth. Be friends first. Okay. Truly friends, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I truly enjoy spending time with you. And even yeah. when I'm mad at you, I still want you sitting next to me. Yeah, it's, it's really kind of cute it's how adorable. that all works out because I'm like, well, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting thing because we've kind of, I feel as though as a couple we've evolved past, I mean, we still have, we still have, you know, big arguments, but like, it took me so long to learn to give you space. Mm. because I'm just, that's not the environment that I was brought up in. You fucking, you get the poison out, you take a couple fucking jabs, you say all the worst shit you can possibly say to a person that you love, and then once you got all that poison out, you're like, okay, I love you, fucking new day, new fucking, you know, new sunrise, and I think that's why my capacity to forgive now is a little bit, so, so there's like good and bad that came with that style, but also like I just, for me, it was always like, hey, if we have a problem, let's just hash this motherfucker out. There ain't no need to hold on to this. Let's just get it done. And that's not how, how you communicated through sadness or anger. And so it took me like, what, five years to learn how to yes. just give you space? Yes. And, uh, and so now it's kind of adorable because... If we, have, if we have a little disagreement, I'm like, ah, fuck, I better go fucking post up on the couch, you know? Uh, and, and then no, I would get like a text from you after like an hour, and you're like, hey, you stupid idiot. <laughs> it come comes, come, come spoon me, you stupid idiot. We I'm mad a, at you, but I still, you know. Uh, we had a fight right before Christmas, and he was like, I don't think I'm going to go to Christmas. He was pretty upset, you know? Um, I was right, by the way, um, in case anyone was wondering, in case anyone was keeping count. Um, I think also keeping count's a bad idea. <laughs> but so uh, he was like, I don't think I'm going to go to your mom's. And I was like, well, guess what? If you're mad at me, you can be mad at me at my mom's house. <laughs> you're not going fucking anywhere, right? That's so uh, evolution on both our parts there. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Totally. Uh, I just. But the willingness to evolve. Yeah. The willingness to, to not only, like, everybody says communication is key, communication is key. Bullshit. Everybody's communicating constantly. Comprehension is key. Mm. Your, uh, your well, willingness. Well, it's much harder to do. Oh, yes. It's much harder to comprehend while, you're, while, you're cloud, while your head's clouded than, it, than it is to communicate. You Certainly. know, if you're, yeah. if you're angry, it's real easy to just open up the spigot and let it all come out, you know. But if you're... If you're angry and someone's like just trying to get through to you, you've got walls up everywhere and you're like, Yeah, you're gonna talk a little louder. I can't fucking hear you. Or wait until I'm not upset and we can talk again then. Or that. She's always so right. Eight years of marriage, fourteen year relationship. My husband is absolutely the yin to my yang. We are nothing alike but balance each other fully. I'm a big I'm a big your husband fan. I am a big your husband fan. Uh and uh he looks pretty good in a fucking miniskirt too. I'm not gonna lie. (laughs) He he looks real good in a miniskirt and that little fucking British Bob thing going on. You're an absolute fucking weirdo. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. Uh (laughs) I also think being able to get past your own ego is critical. It is. It is, and your ego is strongest in the beginning of uh, whatever it is that you feel that you're right in, right? I mean, that's your your, your strong position is a uh, a symptom of your ego. It is a you know it goes hand in hand with your ego, and typically, if you're defending a position 
that fervently without the empathy to hear what someone you you know that you love and you care about uh, is trying to say, then you could say that it's pretty much entirely ego driven. Now, you know, I mean, you could be right. You know, you could be, you know, by by principles, by both of your shared principles, you could be the one defending the right side of the argument. But unwilling to communicate that through love is uh, uh, an ego stroke, you know, and I've been as bad about it as anybody. So I think that. okay, so there are a couple of like pro tips that I think are very helpful in getting through these things, knowing your partner's love language. Right. There's Mm -hmm. a book called The Five Love Languages, and I think every teenager should read this book. Uh, Mm -hmm. It should be required reading. Um, I think that there's another book called The Way of the Superior Man. David Dida? Right. David Data, yes. And so... um, Data, Data. I think our our loss on... We've extinguished gender roles, pretty much, right? Like, we've extinguished the idea that a woman has to do a certain thing or a man has to be a certain thing in order for a relationship to be correct. But we can't escape the fact that we have masculine and feminine poles within ourselves. And so I do think, and Ali's saying her husband is the yin to her yang, right? And so it's so important that one person is in the masculine and one person is in the feminine. And I don't care what your genitals look like in that situation, right? Like one person has to be in love all the time. Yeah, I prefer to be in a cage if possible. One person has to be in love all the time. And so from that place, right, like um, then you use pro tips like five on five, we call it. Mm -hmm. And so if it's not going to matter in five years, you just give yourself five full minutes of rage anger. So legitimately set a timer on your phone for five clocked minutes and flip your fucking lid, throw dishes, Beat up a pillow, maybe throw maybe a don't, picture of your grandma. Maybe don't throw the dishes. Maybe I don't the know. Dishes. You can just replace, they're so easily replaced. And then so, but like really, truly get just it out. Yeah, 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 you're right. Get it out of your body, calm your ass down, and get back to it. If it's not going to matter in five years, it doesn't get more than five minutes of true passion from you. How, but you can't stuff that anger down, right? Yeah. Like you can't, that's how you get cancer tumors, right? Like you can't... Um, not feel your feelings. I, I very much want you to feel your feelings, but I want you to be a responsible adult about it. I want you to set a timer on it. Go for a run. Go lift heavy weight. Go. You have to get it physically outside of yourself. Yeah. And then it's going to happen much faster, isn't it? That healing between the two is going to happen much faster. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I uh, <clears throat> I can't believe how long it took. What what is it that you? I, I think that you and I knew z- something about ourselves and our relationship that has kind of always been the the thing. It, there became a point, you know, in our relationship that, uh, you know, I knew who, that you were going to be the person that I spent forever with. And frankly, you know, you made the rest of them disappear. I never, I you know, like I just that's how I knew it was you. You know, is that everything else disappeared for me. And so when we were angry, like like the one of the most frustrating things about that, you know, to build on your your five and five plan, is that like I'm like, well, the sooner we can get, and I and I also understand that if you don't address it and fix the situation, then it keeps recurring and it makes that forever picture look pretty bleak. Mm-hmm. So I get that, um, but there's always kind of something that keeps you fighting for it. At least me, you know, uh, and 
it wasn't I mean we spent a great deal of time together a few years ago and it was a couple of years into into this thing rolling along and that feels weird right because we have kind of a a, a family situation uh you know it, with with Hoosier sophisticate you know mm-hmm. and uh and and we are very interconnected with a lot of people and one of the things that we've taken on as a community is to kind of all hold space for one another and I know that that it wasn't just difficult for us. It was difficult for many, many of our closest friends. Absolutely. You know, um, because this thing is has become a, a legitimate family. I was talking to Dennison yesterday about it, uh, about the family. And he goes, hey, just fucking just be a little easy on the family talk, Jim Jones. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, you make sure to finish your drink or the Dennison's poison's not going to. all of us. I said, you make sure to uh, finish your drink or the poison's not going to work, pal. That's um, my line. I know. That's funny. I knew it. Uh, well, I remember uh, the neighbors. I remember my like my dad and the neighbors across the street when we lived over on Bamberger in the city. There was this gal, and if you watch like the Get to Know Your Hoosier, like there's this one house on the block that was like covered yes, in how ivy. Yes, I forget? How and, could I forget? And like she always had like different plastic plants and yes. like shit in her lawn, yeah. and she was the one place you couldn't lose a ball. A ball. Yeah. Well, that fucking ball's done. It's great. Okay. It's done. Uh, and, um, and so, uh, I remember like my folks and the, the neighbors across the street and the neighbors next to them, they were all kind of talking about Gina who lived over here. Cause she's fucking, she was crazy. I, you've told me about it. She's many times. so crazy. And like, dude, one of the things that my mom like did to make me be a good salesman was go sell was candy bars to go, Gina. <laughs> go knock on that fucking door. And nobody else was doing it. She's like, go sell her some fucking candy bars. Your mom could sell popsicles. She sure could. I, uh, sure. Me and Dale Prosser. Very we, me and Dale Prosser at Resurrection, we were always the top two uh, candy sales people. I believe that. Because, I mean, I, she made me go and just the kind of the same deal I make with our kids. I'm not putting a post online unless my kid's going out and actually trying. Show me. In which case... You know, then I'll put it out there. Absolutely. You show me that you're willing to do the work, I'll help you do the work. Totally. Uh, and that goes for pretty much anybody. You want my help with something, uh, I'm, I'm there for it. We but exercise the sec- that within our friendships as well. 100%. Right? And at the, sec- you the trying, second you stop working, can to help. the second you stop working for yourself, I'm yep. not going to fucking keep pushing this rock, you know? Because we're not codependent. Because we're not codependent. Thank you. Uh, and, and I can't care about what you care about more than you do. Yes. Um, <clears throat> and so... Uh, anyway, I remember, uh, the neighbors joking about, well, you know, Gina was on like, uh, husband three, uh, and, um, you know, they're like, you you know what happened? Her first husband died. Uh, he ate, he ate poisonous mushrooms. Oh no. Uh, like, and then her second husband died and he ate poisonous mushrooms. Oh no. And do you know why her third husband died? Because he didn't eat the poisonous mushrooms. (laughs) <laughs> so that was the joke and that was like that was what they were like all of us kids are like oh god she's a murderer we, we thought about her just like the the kids in sandlot thought about james earl jones with the big old fucking hercules dog sure uh anyway i still have nightmares about that dog uh <laughs> so i don't remember exactly why we were going there it was something to do with the with the point oh I, dennison said easy calling it a family but you know in all of that time that we were split um, we broke up for five months, like it's the longest five months of my three life. Three years ago, or something. Longest five months of my life. It was the fucking. It was brutal. Uh, and you know, I had great people support me and, and get around me, and and uh, 
but I, you know, I know that all of our friends were kind of walking a weird line and that's all, that's always strange, right? Like I wasn't the product of, of, of divorce or anything like that. So I never had to walk that line or choose to have to be at mom's house for a while or dad's house. Like that was never something I had to contend with. Home was home mm-hmm. and mom and dad were there. Yeah. You know, I had a pretty good little family unit. Yes. Uh, and actually, my extended family unit, uh, I'm coming to find out, like, I, I think in the city and especially for, like, second generation immigrant families and things like that, I think it's a lot more common uh, where, you know, like, you're, it's not just your immediate family that you're close with, but also kind of your extended family, aunts yes. and uncles and things like that, where you're hanging out on a regular All the time. on a regular basis yeah. and also like on, in such a tight knit way and i think I, I attribute a lot of this to you know being the, you know at least at least on my mom's side uh being the descendant of you know uh you know a portuguese immigrant mm-hmm. and i mean they lived there was 15 of them that lived in like a one room place and yes. as they came over here and you just stay tight knit you know and i think <clears throat> a lot of people that's why a lot of people end, end up joining the military or whatever, like to just get out and go see what's outside sure. of that block or or whatever, you know. But um, I, I feel like that gets passed on. We see it, you know, I mean, we see it with our friends from the Spanish Society, how close all of them are. I mean, what makes that thing up? You know, yeah. those are aunts and uncles and cousins. And sure. um, and so it's it's always pretty interesting to me to, to see how that works. But... I didn't grow up, at, you know, the the product of a split family. We had some. There was always like maybe a little bit of drama going on with the extended family, but not not like crazy, not like anything where we weren't going to be around each other or whatever. Like some of that came later, mm-hmm. and I think that that happens as generations die off. Like the things that are holding every the people's common reason to come together. You know, it when, just frackles I, out. It, it frackles out, and we lose we lose uh, connection with whatever that that branch is that's holding that part of the family it's tree the together. Yeah, the grandma. I mean, dude, I mean, every Sunday of my childhood was spent over on Leona across from Crondelet Park. And we all got there at about noon and somebody was making up a uh, just a ridiculous amount of food. And the reason we all got there about noon is because we all came as soon as church was over at our respective parishes. Yes. You know, grandma and grandpa would be leaving IHM to come home and a few other uh, aunts and uncles that went to IHM. There's a few of us at Resurrection. There's a few of us out in the... I mean, just all these different little... So you little... said this has to do with us having broken up in the family? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, okay. so, and then I'm not exactly sure what... We're just... We're just, we're just flowing. Uh, but yeah, putting people in the position where I never had to... I never had to choose where my allegiances lie. And people don't have to do that. Ever. Ever. Um, you know, but it is... It's something that's difficult to navigate, you know, because ultimately we, we make a decision right? That um, this is the person that I'm moving forward with in my life. And you move together as a unit and you mm-hmm. build things together as a unit, Yeah, you know, and, um, and you hope that you're, you're, you're in, you hope that your end goal remains the same, Yeah, right? Now, how you achieve that end goal is always kind of up for debate, but you both do need to be moving in the same direction towards whatever plan you decide. And if after you after you decide that it's this plan, then you can pivot and go to another plan, whatever, to achieve that. But along the way, you collect things and people and relationships and things like that. Sure. And, um, you know, uh, you, you hope to be able to maintain them and uh, 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 do right by them 
no matter what, if the goal ch- at the end goal changes. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. I don't know why I went off on that tangent. I don't either. I'm it not was sure. it was Gina that got me all fucking. She scared me. She scared you. She scared we were talking me. about relationships and we were talking about. Um, I, I'm not sure. I'm I'm truly not sure why you were going that way. I'm not either. Okay. I'm not either. Okay. It was all about drinking all the poison. That that was going back to Denison, but before that, we were talking. I don't know. We were talking, codependency. We were talking about codependency. We were talking about the five on five rule. If it doesn't matter. In five years, don't give it. Oh, five yeah. Minutes. So knowing that you know you were my forever person, it was like one of the things that I was dealing with as we were going through this was like I, I you know, I, th- I think we found some reconciliation in it. I think that I think that we we both had our faults in it, and but all the the most frustrating part was is that you were still it, I, to me it wasn't going to matter in five years unless I didn't rectify it. Because like, that's the thing. Because you never, you never stopped being the plan for me. You know what I mean? You never yeah. stopped being the plan for me. And so I was frustrated by our, uh, by our essence. Will, my childhood was the fucking... Dude, his childhood makes it so difficult to be in a real relationship with him because he grew up in fucking Mayberry, man. Like Mayberry, if you want to check out what Mayberry's like, you can go down to Grand and Gravoy, and you go down, you go east just a couple of blocks... And then you go down Merrimack to Bamberger. You go and you back just, 30 years. No, no, you, know, you just go down Merrimack to Bamberger and you just walk around. Uh, maybe just like with loose cash hanging out of your pockets or whatever. Like it's Mayberry, so you're safe. You can just walk around Bamberger and Merrimack and Alberta and just kind of. How does Steve put up with Kind you? of meander about through the, through the, uh, through the day. Um, he grew up in Mayberry to parents that were madly in love with each other and made beautiful children and came from beautiful families. So, yeah, there's that. The thing is, is that it just was. It wasn't just me. His parents uh, were the hot couple. Oh man, there was a few hot couples Smoking in our group. Hot. I'm finding out all kinds of things about the resurrection. We don't need childhood, to talk about that, and we're not going ever. to. But nope. like my uh-uh. wow, wow, we a wow, wow. Those are private conversations. Wow, wow, we. Yesterday we were talking about things that we don't talk about on the internet. Wow, wow. We don't talk about something. I don't plan on talking about it. Very good, okay. I have no intentions on talking about it. But one of the things that I feel was uh, kind of interesting is, like, it wasn't just, like, my particular upbringing. It was the upbringing of all the kids that I was going to school with. Yeah. For for real. Like, there there were probably a couple that had some shit, you know? So look at our kids now that are getting that same benefit in the Hoosier group. Uh, yeah, but, but, it's but not the every difference is it's, it's not in proximity, Yeah, right? So like what you had was you had this little pocket and I knew growing up two people that had divorced parents. Yeah. Two people. I knew two Ever. people that had married parents. Right. I, I knew two people that had divorced parents. And so it would bum me clean the fuck out when they had to go to their other parents for the weekend or something. Because our routine was every day. Yeah. You know, all of us played together every single day. Yeah. And no matter whose house that we ended up at, those parents were our parents, right? Yes. Like everybody it was under the, all the parents were under the understanding that if my kid isn't acting right in your house, snatch him up, snatch that motherfucker up and make it right. I think we have that in our friend group now too. I though. think we have it. I Absolutely. think we have it in our friend group. I do. Yeah. Uh, it's just a, but, it didn't require us to be as hands-on. Because please know, if you bring your kids to my house, your kids are and my And if kids. my kids are at your house, you, yeah, we expect at least our level of discipline. At least. And, we have very uh, simple rules, yeah. though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Simple. 
Dennison had a similar upbringing. I know that me. Dennison had a similar upbringing. Well, Den Dennison, you guys great. have His a lot in common in all the right ways. Dennison, I, I, I wish I had more in common with him. Yeah, he's, he's, he's just got so much going for him. He's a brilliant man. You know, spelt. he told me one time that he came to a, he was uh, somebody uh, invited him to our group, and then he stayed because my memes were so fire. <laughs> I believe that. I, I totally believe that. Uh, you're I'm an unintentional memes. meme lord. You're a meme lord, baby. It's true. Uh, <laughs> um, so no, no, no. Who was it in the group? Was it? Who was it in the group when I met him? He he bowed to me and he was like, "The meme queen." Who was that? I don't know. It's weird though. It was a weird thing. I was like, "Good to meet you." I'm gonna slowly walk backward. Yeah. I feel like day. I know who it, it is, but I'm day. not sure who it is. So I guess coming, you know, coming from that upbringing and seeing what the norm was in my, because you know, my idea of St. Louis didn't go much further than you Your know, four city blocks. Afton, uh, it was like the furthest south the world went, and yeah. you know, 270. Uh, we'll we'll call it 270 in general. But like, I remember like if we were going out to, I remember thinking like the Afton baseball complex was fucking. As, uh, was as far away from my yeah, house. Dude. As I also possible. I grew up at Crondelet Park, and my godparents lived in Afton, and it was a million miles from our house, which is now like literally fifteen <gasps> minutes. Driving down Telegraph, Telegraph used to be a two lane road, and I remember going out there one time and thinking I was in the sticks, y'all. Yeah, like Telegraph and two seventy. Well, you kind of used to be in the sticks right there, but now it's all built. No, up it's all there. completely built. Yeah. Up, yeah. Um, but anywho, so. Uh, my my very small idea of the world uh, didn't have. Uh, I had a lot of great people to draw on their experiences. So being committed to commitment is uh, very easy for you. Very very easy. for it me. It is not very easy for me. And I get it. Yeah. And I get it. So, uh, but also that's a good thing to know in a in a relationship. You know, like that's a very important. Uh, I think dynamic. You know, yeah. you remind me. More often than, and I and I hope I balance it. I think we do. I think we balance it really well. You're quick to cut a motherfucker out. You know, I'm, I'm too quick. slow to cut a motherfucker. I out. watch behavioral patterns, and I don't need you to abuse me to cut you out. I need you to just be abusive in general to cut you out, mm -hmm. right? Like, you, you yeah, don't, you I, yeah. don't have to shit on my plate for me to see that you're shitting on people's plates. Agreed. And I I do feel as though um, proactive instead of reactive. Yeah, proactive instead of reactive. However, yeah, and also, and not that. You don't do this. I think you make a ton of space for this. But also having the ability to, um, you know, uh, some people are being abusive and don't know it. Sure. You know, uh, especially in the in the. I'm a transformational coach. I believe in the human potential. To yeah, yeah, totally, in, in no doubt, absolutely. no doubt. And it, 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 it's when you're it's when you're showing a repetitive. Behavioral, uh, pattern. behavioral pattern that that you're that you're now aware of, but you're refusing to change. Yeah, that you know yeah. that something has to be done, and at some point, I have to ask a uh, 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 you know a zebra not to change its spots. Totally, you know. Yeah, and so uh, malice is a very specific vibration, and I think even the least empathic person can see when someone's being malicious, mm -hmm. right? Um, malice will get you booted immediately. Mm -hmm. However, I do give two chances. It's not exactly baseball. You don't get three strikes, but I do give you two chances. And then even a couple of times I've seen people go out into their life and build and repair and grow in such a way that I'm like, oh, you're safe after a five-year probationary period, right? Like um, we were talking the other day that uh, my, my ex-husband – um, he's really trying his best 
to to mend the bridge with us you know like he's really doing his best and mm. we were talking about how much he has grown and and how much has come from that and there's a door there right like there's a door there now yeah, where there sure. wasn't a door before for me i know you've always had a door yeah right? yeah i've but, had a door for sure but um i have i've certainly not right and so um yeah i'm open-minded but i'm also a scientist and if if i can reproduce that in a laboratory we're not going to go down that route right yep yep like if if a person has the same behavioral pattern in multiple circumstances with multiple people it's a them problem and they need to figure it out and i'm not the kind of person who well we look at it like addiction right like we don't want to um enable that behavior and, and, and pat them on the head and be like, oh, it's okay. Your feelings are valid. You have, you know, you have the right to carry yourself this way. No, sometimes being a good friend means I cut you out. Mm. And when you ask me why, I tell you exactly why, right? Like I'm a better yeah. friend for telling you the truth than I am for lying to your face and making you think that your socially unacceptable behavior is acceptable somehow. We do have a yeah. hierarchy. We do have social standards, and we need to. We're primates, y'all. Like we're monkeys. I agree, and also that. it takes people that are aware of what is you know the right thing to do, like how to treat people, and are aware of these patterns of abuse. It takes those people to also help illuminate that for people that are maybe ignorant to it. That for people that grew up in an environment where that was the norm, and mm -hmm. so it's seemingly accepted. Like it's it's acceptable behavior because I've found a way to get through having relationships like that all this time and they're they're just not aware of the abuse that they're even being uh you know they're suffering at the hands of someone else because it's just been the normal for them right 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 so it does take people who are aware that hey that shit isn't normal right and so there i have kind of rules for this as well like in your 20s if you're kind of still in that space I understand, and I know that like there's not a timestamp on the bottom of your foot for evolution or for growth. I get that, uh, but you can't blame your shit on your mom and dad past the age of 26, 27. Oh no, Max, doubt maximum, right? And so we live in the information age. And Google, I don't know if you know this or not, but you can use Google for things other than searching up porn, right? Like. So if you have access to Pornhub, you also have access <laughs> to David Goggins and Tony Robbins and, and Mel Robbins and all of these uh, Dr. Joe Les Dispenza. Brown, Joe Dispenza. Please, y'all look up Jack. Like, please do it. And so 25 years ago, I would say yes fully to that. But today, uh, we live in the information age, and if you are ignorant, you are willfully ignorant. Uh, going back to the text line, uh, my parents split when I was 10. It was brutal. It wasn't until a dose of 28 grams that he uh, healed himself. That's from Kush Coach. Holy That's a big one. Shit. That's a big one. Uh, are you okay? He's perfectly fucking fine. See that, everybody? He's just fine. Kush uh, Coach, uh, can't wait to sit down and have that conversation, sir. That's a fact, Missy. I still struggle with that wow. a bit. Haha, -ha, you are, though. Everything is a minimum 30 minutes for us. Grocery store, Walmart, farm store, gas station, whatever. Going from that to living in the city was fucking crazy for me. I believe that. Will O'Donnell, my wife doesn't understand why I want to argue for sport. I'm Irish. We fight for fun. I've got an idea. Ooh. Will, how about this? Craig Will. also fights Will, for fun. Will, I've got fun. a business idea. This Craig is a great business idea. Put a copyright on, do whatever. We're gonna set up a we're gonna set up a hotline for you and I. 
It's and blood when sport, people want to fight with their spouse, their spouse can just hand them the phone. They got us on speed dial. 99 cents a minute. Okay. That way people are at the hands of, as long as they want to keep this argument going, they're paying us. Because we can do this all day, mister. We can do this all I'm day. I'm already charging you for those fights, but you don't know that. Oh, I fucking know. <laughs> what am I? What am I? Idiot. Will, there's a business opportunity here. I need all of my contrarian friends, uh, people that just what would you love call to it? argue Will, for what sport. would you call that business? Here's why you're wrong. Here's why you're wrong. Here's why you're wrong. <laughs> Here's why you're wrong. I don't know. That's not a bad one. We can just log in. We can even you're do not it wrong, text. but let me tell you how you're yeah, not right. Yeah, you're not, you're not entirely wrong. But I'm going to tell you, you all the ways. Put that in quotes. That's a, that's a Craig I, Kohler quote but I'm gonna directly tell you. for you from my kitchen, y'all. What is? You're not wrong, but let me tell you how you're not right. <laughs> Dial you know, an argument. Not a bad deal. It's like 10, 10, 2, 20. <laughs> Dial 10, 10, 2, 20. We're going we're gonna, to – it is a fall. Let's do it. Come on in. Will, we'll, fill, we'll, we'll shoot it right now. super funny. Will, you're – you we'll were a very right pleasant now. surprise. Like I'm going to see. We're going to see. We're going on date night. We're going to go. We are going to go on a date. What's the date night? of that? February 24th. Is February it, 24th. I was believe it 24 the, or 28. Will let us know. I think it's 24. Uh, Funny Bone. Funny Bone. Uh, hosted by. Will just post your stuff, please. Uh, yeah, hosted by uh, uh, Max Price, I believe. Will O'Donnell's going to be there. It Will is, pimp yes. your show because I'm taking my wife on a date night, and date if you night. make her laugh hard enough, I'm probably going to get in it. Um, but. Mm-hmm. Um, then uh, so every, everybody should everybody should just make, you know make a trip out there make a trip out there spend a couple bucks it's gonna be great. Uh, well, Max said if we mention his name at the door, we get in for free. Yeah, yeah. but I don't, I don't know. know how they're making money. I don't know how the comedians make. I don't want to tell everybody that. You Let know me, what? We can just tell them. Tip your bartender. Tip your comedian. Yeah, tip your comedian. Put tip a tip jar comedian. out. Will see the twenty fourth. Look at me. Perfect. I'm like, uh, I got a whole thing going on up here. Sorry, sorry, I doubted you. I got a whole thing going on My up bad. here. Uh, just like that, but totally different. I walked through hell on that trip. When I came out, things in my life didn't seem as bad as I perceived. Got that right, Jack. God bless February twenty fourth. It's a comedy night. It's uh, at the Funny Bone in Westport. Ask Will. Westport, I think, we'll is where the funny stuff, bone is. We'll post your stuff, bud. But I think it's at Westport. I think it's where the funny bone is. Uh, there used to be one out on 141, but I don't think it's there anymore. Oh, that used to be uh, a bar called Bobby's Place. It's still Bobby's. Bobby's is still there, but the, the funny bone is just, it's in the oh, same, in the corner. same little deal. Okay. Yeah. Same little deal. Before Bobby's, it was uh, Shooters on 141. It was Shooters on 141. Ooh, I've been in I there a couple a, times. I have an underage drinking story about Shooters 141. Babe, it, I, you would have 13 kids if I grew up here For in, real. My, in my 20s. We, we would have met each, each other. other. Yeah. My goodness. I wouldn't even have a pelvic my floor at God, all. You would not have a pelvic floor. I wouldn't. We Fuck that. We can get. A, we got AI. We can, we can 3D print you a pelvic floor. Thanks. Yeah, no problem. Thanks. Let's just stuff it in can there. I Westport the Funny Bone. There you go. There you go. Yeah, you sure you can. I'm the only one's oh, going to see it. Purple pelvic floor. <laughs> I'm the only one's going to see it. Got to get in there and look real well. Such a fucking weirdo. God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, babe, Remember you're not going to... we had that conversation on shit we can't yeah, say on yeah, the Yeah, we're trying to clean this thing up. I okay. get it. Uh, <laughs> I'm having fun. <laughs> uh, 614 Westport Plaza Drive. Thanks, um, Will. That was actually Dennison that gave us the... Oh, thanks, b- Dennison. But b- Will did tell us... Uh, and I'll tell you what, Will, Will's got some great bits. He came Will in is, here and did the comedy special. I was so and pleasantly was, surprised. We got a lot he's a poli- of funny people in he's our a polished life, dude. man. I love his uh, Willie Thrilly comedy hours. Yes. One of my favorite things going on the Sitting internet. Sitting in front of fucking quick And I'll tell you this. Shooting the shit. It is hilarious. I'll tell you this. Uh, Will is, is there, did I leave, where's that mouse to that? 
That's I have no funny. idea what you do with your hey, stuff. Hey, be easy in there, bud. Um, anywho, uh, the Willie Thrilly Comedy Hour is one of my favorite things going. More so than that, I think people should know that he's a he's a true champion. He's a he's a champion of. Uh, uh, well, he's not going to let these motherfuckers call it a holiday pie. That's for damn sure. Get him. Get him. That's Get a em. Christmas pie, bud. Christmas Better pie. Make me a Christmas pie. Give me a Christmas pie and a and a fresh cup of coffee if you don't. We mind. can have Easter eggs. We can have Christmas pie. Uh, honest to God, though, um, <laughs> Denison, let's go double date, double dating it up. Double we're date. going, and anybody else that wants to go in the sophisticated Hoosiers, we're gonna pack the funny bone because St. Louis has a really cool comedy scene and uh, and some really talented comedians. Totally, and uh, we have actually, matter of fact, you know that we're here, we're here five days a week, uh, and I would love to give comedians. You you want to come on here? And the the offer stands. Will you want to tell your any of your buddies or Max, anybody, uh, anytime they want to just come out and work out a bit, see how it, see how it's hitting. Uh, we'll we'll set up the little deal back here for you. You can come and on. We we'll can, give you. You can even have a drummer go. Ba-dum-bum. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Super fun. Um, Super fun. Anywho, it's actually break time. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna go to a break. A lot of these people are our sponsors. Some of them aren't. Uh, and uh, but we love them all equally. So you should uh, potentially give them your business. Uh, but the main ones are Native Hemp Extract, James Carlton State Native Farm, uh, Sweet Leaf Emporium. We're here in Festus right now, uh, and 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 stuffs are stuffs are rolling around here. Jason is he's really got this place going. Jason is a mad scientist. He's a mad scientist, guys. and he's gonna, he's going to teach me. I well he he already taught me how to do one thing, but I'm really excited to learn how to blow glass because I've just been looking for just kind of a little side hustle. It's something I've wanted to do my whole life. I've wanted to. Uh, um, you know, uh, I, we go to Silver Dollar City. I just sit there and watch the glass blower all day. I'll go ride a couple, uh, uh, you know, roller coasters, but I'm just trying to watch the glass blower. And then there's a really cool place in downtown Springfield. Uh, it was like a father son team, and they'd be we blowing glass. We had a glass. date to that. We, had a date. we walked down there and just watched cool, them yeah. do that. And now it's really cool that we are, um, you know, I, there's one 12 feet from me, and yeah. there's a guy who's really good at it, and he's yeah. like, "Yeah, you want to learn? Well, I'll teach you. I'll teach you right now. Let's yeah. go." There was actually a guy that came in the other day, and he was like, "Man, like, do you let other people come in here and blow?" RJ, yeah, and I met so, him. Um, well, maybe that's a different. I think that's a different one. Oh, or was he? When was he here? Yesterday. Oh, was he in here yesterday? Yes. Oh, very good, very good. Where the hell was I? Here. Working. Yeah. Per use. <sighs> Just Quick. working. Worky work, work. Uh, it's always a pleasure to get inside my friends. Um, anyhow, um, so I'm fascinated by the glass blowing. We're going to get it going. Uh, I miss you, Jen. I miss you, Gemini Jen. I know you're still waiting. You're not waiting for me to blow your hash pipe. Here's the been the problem, Kush Coach. Where our glass, uh, where our blowing uh, station is, is in an unheated area. It's cold. So it's been pretty cold. And we've had a couple of, we had a decent day yesterday. I think we might have a decent day today. 52 today, but tomorrow's frozen again. So 52 will probably get some some glass blown, but it's been too cold out there, and it just makes the glass real hard to manipulate. So um, we'll we'll get you. I promise you. I promise you, bud. Um, especially if, if you're coming in July. Go to the break. I won't make you wait till July. But Steve said you were learning, so I want you to blow me. I mean my pipe. These are our sponsors. Bye.
Hoosiers Fiscuit Hour 3. I'm joined by my lovely wife, Missy Bliss Kohler. Hello. And oh, we're talking about relationships, we're talking about all kinds of stuff. I just saw a uh, a tweet come across from uh, Katrin Preller. Okay. And Katrin Preller is, uh, she was the, she is a psychedelic researcher uh, from Switzerland. And uh, she's absolutely brilliant. And actually, she's the one, uh, maybe you've heard Steve and I, um, <clears throat> Steve talk about me asking a question that got a, a standing ovation. Yeah. Uh, Katrin is the one who was answering the question. Uh, answering the question. Yeah, so she's uh, a fellow at University of Zurich, I think maybe. Also Yale, um, and she her her field of study are altered states of consciousness, neuroimaging, pharmacology, neuroscience, and social interaction. Fancy. Yeah, uh, she's she's brilliant. Um, uh, very, very smart. And <clears throat> so she posted something that, uh, uh, there was a new scientific article, um, uh, posted that was, uh, basically, uh, said it's about the healing, the potential healing potential of psychedelics. Uh, and so, uh, the abstract reads, and we'll just cover it real quick and we can get right back into, uh, relationships, uh, classical psychedelics, primarily psilocybin and lysergic acid diethylamide. Uh, LSD have been used and extensively studied in Western medicine as part of substance-assisted psychotherapy in the 50s and the 60s. Modern clinical research is currently gaining momentum and provides new evidence for the safety and efficacy of classical psychedelics, again, primarily psilocybin, but also LSD and ayahuasca. In the treatment of different psychiatric conditions, including substance use and mood disorders, uh... They outline a pathological, uh, common pathological mechanisms of substance use disorders and unipolar depression. Next, the current literature on the effects of psychedelics is summarized in order to generate hypothesis regarding um, potential therapeutic mechanisms of action and treating those psychiatric conditions. So in other words, uh, they're not necessarily uh, uh, proving anything by modern scientific standards, but what they are is they're using a lot of these to then build hypotheses to then set up further experiments that make it a little bit easier. So it's just learning how to ask the right questions, learning how to ask the right questions. Finally, we review and discuss clinical and also learning how to measure uh, improvement, you know, because that's yeah. also a, a thing that they're that they're that is what's the hardest thing is how do you quantify what what that does for your psyche. The entire you know, field of psychology has been doing that. Been trying to do it for a long for time, years. and all of them are just guesses at it, right? Big, so big finally, we review and discuss clinical trials published since 2011 investigating the effects of psychedelics in uh, substance use disorder uh, and uh, depression. Uh, the results are promising. Uh, most of them don't meet the meth uh, methodological requirements to allow firm conclusions on the clinical efficacy of psychedelics. Uh, larger, blinded, randomized, controlled trials with clearly defined patient groups and well-defined primary endpoints are needed. Uh, additionally, the therapeutic mechanisms of classic psychedelics are currently unknown. Uh, so it, uh, what this whole review does is it prevents hypotheses derived from preclinical and human studies that need to be tested in future trials so they can understand it better. So just basically uh, repeating that a little bit. <clears throat> so... Uh, one of the things that's really interesting there, and it was something that I asked, it was a question that I actually got while I was in Michigan, mm -hmm. uh, because at that same conference that Katrin Preller spoke at, Rick Doblin was like the keynote. Yes. 
And that was when we first got to meet Rick Doblin. Steve stood down there. And it was the it cutest was, thing, y'all. Oh, like man, getting, I was, getting I, was geek, I was getting food. Phone call from him that he got to meet Rick Doblin. Oh, like, he, <laughs> it was like a little kid straight. It was adorable. I was getting food. Uh, and, um... Uh, Could you imagine like meeting Michael Jackson and getting the first? Person Steve came in and, and saw me, and at this point, I'd been in line for about a half hour, and I'm real close to the table, and I'm yeah. starving. Yeah. That's all I'm gonna be able to eat today because I'm not gonna leave the place to go get food. I, I want to see all of these talks, you sure. know. And uh, uh, so I'm like, <laughs> he goes, "Dude, Rick's in there talking to people," and I'm like, yeah. and he. He's not gonna eat, and so he's yeah. like, he's looking at the line. He's like, I'm gonna go back in there. I'm like, fuck yeah, go get me a, go get me a spot. And I, I piled my plate full of food, and I went and sat in the corner. And there were so many people, and honestly, I, I actually did get an opportunity to kind of pre-meet this guy, where we kind of like bumped into each other. We were talking about, I told him where we came from, and that was kind of the end of our conversation. Yeah. I didn't know that later on he was going to be one of the presenters, and we were going to be drinking tequila together. Uh, you know, ten <laughs> hours after that, it was pretty great. Uh, so anyway. Um, <laughs> But one of the questions that I got that I didn't get an opportunity, I was actually going to ask Chris Timmerman, who is a, uh, uh, a fellow at Imperial College in London. He does a lot of work with Dr. Robin Carhart-Harris, and his field of study is pretty much DMT, where, Carhart, where Robin Carhart-Harris is, is primarily working with <clears throat> psilocybin and MDMA, and they made the documentary Magic Medicine, and, and he's probably, he's quoted often, uh, um, you know, I think Michael Pollan maybe talks to him, he's talked to Joe Rogan, he's, you know, he's pretty, pretty popular in psychedelic circles, but Chris Timmerman was the presenter there, and he's doing DMT studies, and uh, specifically ayahuasca studies, and I'm always, and my question always remained like, what is the, what does the control look like in an ayahuasca study? You know, how do you how do you control something that is brewed from uh, an amalgamation of uh, with, with just a mix of, of plants? Well, you and know? then every different shaman there's has a, their there's own. There's a hundred thousand ways to brew ayahuasca. Recipe. Hundred thousand ways to brew ayahuasca. Yeah. You know, hundred thousand words for ayahuasca. You know what yes. I mean? So, uh, so hundred thousand so, right. words. Um, y'all. You know, there's you know there Importante. are so many different things that go in there. So I I was hanging around the movie theater with Steve when Shane Moss walks by who had done two interviews on our radio show. Sure. And I saw Shane because Shane's very tall. extremely tall, very tall and he dresses like it's uh, like 97. He's headed to a, uh, you know, Alice in Chains concert or something. And I love that about him because I'm that person, right? It's true. <laughs> I'm yes. that person. Yes. Uh, so he's very, but it was still kind of shadowed. Anyway, so like he, old, I saw him walking uh, out of the theater. Put it into reference. It's like an old worn out band tee and a flannel. Yeah, sure. Uh, and, uh, yeah, pretty much. And, uh, and so, um, Steve, uh, goes and stalks him into the bathroom, which is hilarious in and of itself. And the whole, the whole story that came out of that is funny. Well, I was waiting in line to talk to Chris Timmerman, who also had been at this movie because they did like the whole thing. And then the movie premiere was afterwards, uh, where, you know, um, we all went and we watched this documentary, Magic Medicine. And then after that, uh, Dr. Allen, I always forget this guy's <laughs> fucking name. Uh, I'll come Allen. back to it. Dr. Allen from Johns Hopkins and also The Ohio State University. Uh, he went up there and tried his best to answer questions because many of his studies here stateside at Johns Hopkins mirror what Robin Carhart Harris is doing. So he was able to at, at, at uh, uh, Imperial College. 
So he was able to kind of answer on behalf of, but also uh, uh, explain some of the differences between the research we're doing here stateside and the research they're doing across the pond. So I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to talk to Chris Timmerman. I'm going to ask him this question. What does the, it's, the question's been eating me up since the conference earlier. What does the freaking control look like on an ayahuasca science experiment? How do you, you know, <clears throat> how do you account for the variables and just the variables of how psychedelics work differently for different people? And uh, uh, I'm waiting in line, and then Steve comes up to me, like, with, like, this fucking cheese-ass grin on his face, and he's like, uh, Shane, Shane asked us to go drink tequila, and I'm like, well, what I, you know, everybody knows that. I was like, oh, they're going to fucking, they're going to put me on my home field and like move the fences in. Habitat. They're going to put me on the home field right. and move the fences in and just groove one down the pipe. I'm going to hit that ball to the fucking moon. Uh, so anyway, uh, I didn't, I, I got Craig, sidetracked. I don't know. Craig, we're not big drinkers any longer in our lives, but Craig used to be a real good time in the bar, you guys. A uh, real good time. I'm, I'm a fun drunk. I love, I, I, you really are. I've said it on the show. I fucking love drinking. I like, love drunk. Craig, and I don't, actually. I, it's, I don't do it to where it's really a problem. I very seldom, I very, very seldomly rarely. have a beer at home, yeah. you know? Uh, but man, I appreciate a good. I'm talking cocktail. about our younger years yeah, I when know. you were wild and free, sir. I, I appreciate a good cocktail though, yeah. uh, and I still get a little loose every now and then. Have you ever seen somebody put a hundred and fifty dollars into a jukebox before? Yeah, fucking play song. I have. Play some fucking song. <laughs> you know, we're gonna have a fucking we're have a good time. Seventeen days of music. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Um, anywho, uh, so I didn't get to ask Chris <laughs> Timmerman my question. Sorry, okay. uh, and that's fine. Okay. Uh, what uh, ended up transpiring for the rest of that night made me fucking put that question in my back pocket. I'm not gonna ask that. Actually, and what's crazy is, is that then I was sitting with a bunch of researchers, but the conversation had shifted to all of this other amazing stuff where we were all sharing our dimethyltryptamine stories and yeah. just crazy trip reports and uh, and also some of the science DMT behind it. And I DMT found scientists. Oh, dude, these two guys were writing their thesis on endogenous DMT. Yeah, and. Blew my freaking mind hole because, right. you know, because there was a nice little intersection of, um, of like, you know, Western science and Eastern mysticism that is kind of, uh, that focuses on the pineal gland. And so we have this idea that DMT is produced in the pineal gland, which could be possible. That's, that's not... Hasn't that recently been that disproven? That can't been. Th these are the guys. So as I'm asking him about that, I'm like, okay. I was like, I was listening to your talk, and I, <clears throat> I was like, now did I understand that if you know the when, when removing the uh, the pineal gland that DMT went up in those subjects? Because what they would do is they would take it out of my uh, out of rats, you know. And he goes, no, actually, it's the opposite. And not only is it the opposite, he's like, it's like significant. He said, so in the test subjects, uh, the test rats that we removed the pineal gland from, they had significantly more DMT in their bloodstream than the ones that did have the pineal gland. He's like, so we can't say that it's not produced there, but we can, we can assert that the body doesn't depend on it in order to create it. And we think, right. they think that a lot of it is made in the gut. Makes so sense to me. Everything makes else perfect sense there, to me. Yeah. And then I think what it does then is that your pineal gland actually just acts like a governor or a regulator, right? Yeah. So to allow the flow of DMT. Sure. So that's probably has something to do with, you know, 
why cool. when you open that thing, oh, it's super cool. Yeah. It's super cool. So th- these are the conversations that are happening. Yeah. And I'm sitting next to a, a guy that uh, I, I fucking I love his documentary. He's been on our show a couple of times. Uh, and, um, you know, uh, like I'm, I'm, you I'm a legit fan. I listen to his podcast uh, hundreds of hours. So yeah. this is weird. This is the first time I've ever like. That's got to be weird. Could you imagine sitting Listen, down having a conversation not, with Joe Rogan? Well, like, here's the thing. That's what's crazy. You feel like you know right? the person? This is a different kind of celebrity. Because anybody else, any sports uh, athlete that I admired, any actor that are, or musician that I admired, uh, you, you have an appreciation for their art or their skill, right? Uh, and, not, and, and there's certainly a ton of art and skill in... Uh, um, there's certainly a ton of art and skill in podcasting, mm-hmm. but the difference is, is in podcasting, it you're just kind of getting people's thoughts, like intimate thoughts, sure. and and you're having they're having a conversation, a one way conversation with you, or or maybe a, a conversation with someone else, but you're getting to hear how they think. Sure. And when you've consumed hundreds of hours of a person's thoughts, hundreds of hours of just their voice, alone. of their voice alone, but yeah. like of their thoughts too. Mm-hmm. You probably feel like you know them a lot better than they know you, and that's a weird thing. That's a weird thing, especially if you find yourself inebriated and questioning reality. You know, that's and that's as far as I'll take that because you're like, fuck, I like I I know you, dude. Like I I know what you do. I know what you do. I know how you think. I know the things that kind of you know bug you. I know you know you don't fucking know me. You know, you know, this is the first time we've met. You don't know me. And so there's a level of comfort attached to being a a follower and a fan of someone that like when when the the creator is, uh, you know, they're caught off guard by it. Like, fuck, I don't because I we do this. I do this three hours a day, five days a week. Yeah. And been doing it for about five years, but you know the five days a week thing. So, so the the number of hours that I've talked into a microphone is unbelievable. Yeah. And there is shit that I've certainly forgotten that I've said that might have rung really hit real close to home with somebody, and they go up and be like, "Oh man, there was one time you said this or that," and I'm like, "Really? Sounds good to me." Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Good for me. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, or hey, you said this this one time, you fucking jerk off. In which case, I'm like, ah. I probably did. I'm sorry. I you can't know? be responsible. Yeah, for I, the can't words be re- that come I can't. I can't be responsible for the. Sorry. I do this all day, every day. So what's that mean about different? Uh, I don't think it, it depends on ethnicities, though. I mean, that's. I mean, I that I would say that's something that's just kind of made up. But yeah, I don't really understand that question. Well, uh, but the, I mean, there are certainly plenty different ways to have a calcified pineal gland, and that question probably ties into like what i opened the show with like having a hard time with with suburban shaman you know uh um and i would say that that's probably where that parroting comes from Mm -hmm. you know uh probably people that were not wanting cultures appropriated or whatever uh probably like to present themselves as having a not having a a calcified pineal gland versus the versus the colonizers um I would say that's probably where that came from, but I don't know. I'm I'm purely speculating. Uh, so anyway, that's a that's a weird thing to like to know someone fairly intimately. Now it's not even like I was the biggest Joe Montana fan in the world, and if I saw Joe Montana today, I would be fucking juiced to shake his hand and say, "Hey, you know, like you were my fuck, you were my favorite thing, yeah. you know, in my childhood." But that's that's all I would be able to say. Sure. 
Whereas, you know, with someone that you listen to hundreds of hours of their podcast, you're like, you know, I can, I can, we can like cut I the small. I know your dog's name. We can cut the small talk. Right. I listen to the end of your podcast. That's how I know I'm one of your favorites. You know, like yeah. after the fucking credits I'm and everything. I'm a valuable fan. Yeah, the, 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 like, like just in the sense that like I, all the little things that you like, we can have a, um, we can get right in the weeds right away. I know exactly. And that that's also a good spot for me to be because I'm already a chameleon yeah, as it is. I So I can cut down on all this like tearing down the walls and reading. Couple hundred yeah, hours read, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm like, if once I know kind of what makes you tick, like. Cool, man. Let's have that conversation because that's what I'm into anyway. I sure. want to talk to people about what they love, and that's why I'm getting the uh, Missouri Psychedelic Podcast going back up again. I've uh, recently got on board with the uh, uh, the, the the movement to uh, you know decriminalize psychedelics uh, here in the state of Missouri, and uh, through that, I'm starting to find a bunch of people with some cool stories, and that's the whole reason I started it. And it just got all all got to be a little much, um, but. I, I do I love this conversation. I love talking to people about the magic that they've experienced. I think that you Me and too. I I think you and I I know you do and I think that you and I uh, should probably have a couple of uh, psychedelic conversations um, because we've had some <laughs> he's just watching hey. Yep. Why don't you put yeah, put your mask on? You can come play, Diddy. Are you? Oh yeah. Okay. That's okay. If you that's think all right. So. Yeah, that's fine. I don't care. Um, hey, do you, as a matter of fact, how about how he's about in the? His pajamas. Uh, well, he doesn't care if he's in his pajamas. He don't care if he's in come there. Come little feral. Uh, yeah, come this way so you don't step on any cords. They don't see. You. Oh, there he is. Oh. <laughs> there he is. Who did Mr. Lindner say you looked like yesterday? From Mortal Kombat. Oh, Shao Kahn. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Okay. You do. <laughs> um, so uh, he's a trooper. He's just along for the, for the for the morning ride. Oh man, I have stories for day. I'm just parroting what I've heard. Oh yeah, I I, I agree that. Uh, here's a link to the Funny Bone Show on the 24th. Thanks, there you Will. go. Uh, guys, I'm telling you, Will is hilarious. Max is hilarious. I actually haven't seen the other two comedians, so I'm really excited to uh, see them as well. Me too. And uh, uh, get into that a little bit. Do you know any songs on the piano? Um, you no. think like you could play like... Uh, I know. You know one? He's I like, I'll do one. Try that try that one more time. I don't think they got to really hear it at home. Okay. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh man, this is like me playing Carol of the Bell. Call you back out here in a little bit, and you can you can have some fun. All right. Okay. Sweet. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for thanks for uh, thanks for adding a music element to our show. Uh, I'd like Trevor's input on relationship advice. Trevor, what do you think is come here? What do you think is good relationship advice for married people? Can you tell our friends? 
Do you have any advice? talk in the mic. Do you have any advice for married people? Um, don't fight each other. Oh, okay. That's it? <laughs> well. What else? Um, try to spend as much time as you can with each other. Yeah, that's very sweet. Okay, you're free to go. Thank you. Okay. You're not on camera. Oh. <laughs> Can you hold this, please? Yes. yes. <laughs> Get out of your cheese whiz. Water the plant. Put it in a window for a bit, please. Uh, yeah, it looks pretty bad. There's no sunlight getting through to this plant. It's gonna have that to plant's be fucking real. Yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Cynthia. No, I saw it when I walked in this morning. I was like, oh. Oh, my God. I'll fix it. I'm gonna, I'll fix it. I'm going to take we it know, to my we house know people and get that it back to health, and then I'll bring it back again. I thought that thing was just a, oh, gee. I should have known better. You didn't better. notice that it was wilting. She's a forest witch. I didn't. I honestly yeah, didn't notice it was wilting. Yeah. Uh, I did think it was a little weird looking the other day, and I'm like, huh. Because it was kind of like waxy, yeah, glossy. Huh. I was like, huh. Alright, I gotta, you know, I just don't know if it was, uh... You thought Cynthia brought you a fake plant? Why? She's the last person in the world that would do that. Yeah, I, well, I know, but she's, she's also a, given us, like, Cynthia, awesome, cool knickknacks. Cynthia loves plants so much, she sends us video of her plants, you guys. I know. <laughs> it's so uh, cute. Uh, I know that, but and here's my... Just hear me out. Uh, <laughs> like three of these things up on the table were brought to us by her. She's always yes. just bringing stuff. Gift and giving so, is her love language. You know, and she also knows that Steve and I are absolute morons when it comes to simple stuff. Uh, and I think so, she would disagree with that, but okay. Um, and so she, I would have thought that she's like, I got to foolproof it for these fucking idiots. All you uh, got to do is put water in it. Oh, I get it. I understand. I understand. I get it. Well, Brill, take it home. I'll take it home. That's right. <laughs> I'm put it in the bedroom. Bing. Do you have any other relationship questions? Do I have any relationship questions? How could I be better? Oh, that's not a question. Not a question for nope. the internet? I'm going to okie doke right the fuck out of that. Thank okay. you. All right. No. Uh, are you sure? I don't know. I'm so sure. You can drag <laughs> Absolutely it. Absolutely not. It. Step on it. Uh, do you have any relationship uh, questions? Nope. Are you sure? I've got I got answers. You've embarrassed me to the point of blushing on camera. <laughs> Nobody can see it. We got our shitty camera. We got new cords coming today, so Thank we'll be God. back in uh, high def here pretty soon. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. We could talk about dating our species. Yeah. Let's do it. Right. Um, birds of a feather typically do flock together, and I know people are like that person's my opposite, the yin to my yang. There is valid proof that that is sustainable in relationships. Yeah, we uh, saw a couple of them today. But uh, yeah, like, if you're a South City Hoosier, it's probably a good idea to marry a South City Hoosier, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, yes. I'm not a classist by any stretch of the imagination, but I think that um, getting at, getting what is as familiar to you as possible in the healthiest and most responsible way possible, right? Yeah, for sure. Makes sense to me. I agree. Yeah, I agree, and also uh, it makes it a little easier. Also, if you're non-monogamous, please don't date monogamous people. That's a please. That's a cardinal rule. Yeah, because non-monogamy is a way, right? Like it's sure. it's great. Absolutely. Uh, 
Consenting adults all day long. It's I'll say this for anybody that's ever wondered, it's the hardest and most adult thing you'll ever have to do as far as you know. um, It it, let me put that back. Plenty of people. uh, There's all kinds of different non-monogamy, you know, and there's people that are just swingers or whatever, and that's all that's fine. But if you're like talking about polyamory. Uh, it's hard, man. It's, it's, it's really hard. And the hardest part about it, and I think it's a re- also a really great, uh, evolution tool. Um, and it's simply, it's not for everybody, but for those that have thought about it, like in well, order it's to not an evolutionary tool, because it's the true nature of humanity. I understand that. But what I'm saying, the reason why I'm saying an evolutionary tool is because, uh, the amount of patience it requires to be successful at it. And also the amount of, um, to some people, hard truth comes, I shouldn't say hard truth comes easy, but truth comes easy. Yeah. And hard truths are easier for them to tell. Yeah. Uh, but the reality is I, you are a hundred percent one of those people. Um, but the reality is I, I don't think that that is the majority of people. I think most people would rather even tell Be little polite. white lies Be and polite. not hurt people's yeah. feelings and. So and, there was a book written. Um, oh, please. Well, I was just going to say, and uh, being, if you want to be successful in polyamory, you have to be able to talk about very, you have to be able to tell the truth, especially when it's hard. And you have to live in integrity. Otherwise, it doesn't work. No. And one person can end up betraying two. And it's like, you know what I mean? Like yes. it's, or, or however many people are involved yes. in that. Um, so it requires a level of communication. That yeah. is far more evolved. It requires a level of patience that is far more evolved. It requires understanding personal sovereignty. It requires an education. Yeah, it requires, it requires it requires understanding you to be personal. An educated individual, and I think it's for the intellectual certainly because, um, in order to, in order to really get great at this, and it's not just about for me. It's not just about having a good relationship. It's about having great relationships. I want to have a great marriage. I want to have a great relationship with my mom, right? And so um, I pull a lot of personal significance uh, from those things. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel significant as a human being because of those things, right? And so I spent a lot of time there. And, um, well, and honestly, I was tired of getting my face kicked in, right? (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. sometimes by my own self, right? And Mm -hmm. so... Um, I deep dove, and that's actually why I became a coach is because I was so tired of not understanding, right, and, and not um, enjoying my life, right? So uh, there's a book called Sex at Dawn, and it is a modern, detailed approach to the history of humanity sexually, and it's mm-hmm. super interesting, and I think that it's worth everybody's time to go check it out, um, especially if you're interested in having a great relationship. You have to understand that... Um, uh, humans were designed to have relationships for 18 to 24 months, right? Monogamy, uh, in long-term monogamy, uh, absolutely unheard of in an evolutionary way for mm-hmm. humanity, right? We do not mate for life. And so um, monogamy is abnormal. Happy monogamy is abnormal, where polyamory would be much closer to the authentic model, right? So, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's difficult, but I, f- I feel like there are more people who are non-monogamous than monogamous. They just don't realize that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. I, um, I, I guess I just wanted to, you know, to bring that part up because 
there are people who uh, think that monogamy is the only way, and that's a, I think that's a uh, pro- not just a product of upbringing, but also um, you know it's just how some of us are wired. I don't think that for uh, thousands of years at this point. Yeah, right. This is this is a thing we mate. Some of us mate for life. Yeah, you know. And what's interesting is is how when you're given the freedom that polyamory provides. That you don't take it. Well, it's not that you don't take it. It's it's like it, that is for a lot of people that is the taboo. Sure. Okay. You know, uh, it, it's like um, just knowing that you can do something is is enough, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, for and and so the, for a lot of people, there are way more um, there are way more. Uh, What's 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 the word I'm looking for? There are way more healthy ways to find that out than than crushing people, you know. Yeah. And so I, you know, I feel like you know having that conversation. I think we've been pretty good about having conversations with our kids about how love looks like a lot of different things. Absolutely. Uh, especially when someone else is is uh, on board, uh, uh, but um, you know. I, I wonder what it, what it would look like if I didn't grow up in a you know in a situation where everyone not only remained married but uh, everyone l- lived in a uh, where polyamory was was normal or something like that like my my ideas of what love could be or could look like and I, I think that we are making these societal changes and I know it doesn't feel like it sometimes when people turn on the news or whatever but we're making big changes as far as how we perceive other human beings and how that makes us feel Mm -hmm. and why did it make us used to feel a certain way and let's answer those questions you know so I feel like uh uh the 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 freedom of knowing that someone is willing to you know whatever share just share the love uh, that you provide or the love that you are, um, uh, you know, is enough to make you not want anybody else because they're actually realizing how uh, they're realizing how special you are to them that keeping you all to themselves is it seems like they're they're robbing the world of something. Okay. And I think if that is your approach to polyamory and it's not just like, I'm just trying to get my, my dick wet as many different ways as I can. Yeah. Uh, that's how polyamory really works. Yeah. The reason you're doing it is because, uh, you know, keeping it all to yourself. And also, also because you're keeping a door open to somebody potentially filling a need that you didn't know that you had. Yeah. Uh, didn't even know that you had until the situation arose. So... Polyamory is such an interesting topic. Listening it, it to uh, Aubrey Marcus talk about it, especially with his, before his wife, Vailana, mm-hmm. you know, uh, his relationship was, he was very openly polyamorous. And a lot of the people that work at On It, Kyle Kingsbury and his wife, and like a lot of the people that are kind of the higher ups at On It, they live that life, you know? I, I do believe it is, I mean, maybe that's, maybe that is classist of me. Maybe that is a little snobby of me to think that it's an intellectual's game. But I think when it's done successfully, it's an intellectual's game. It just, re- it just requires a different kind of intelligence. It, it requires, does. it requires wisdom and it requires patience. Um, yeah, it requires patience. And your willingness to navigate jealousy is a, it's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. 
But yeah, so I think there are more people than not that are non-monogamous, and I think that if people realize that, and you know, we we're talking once again, we're going to bring up Makate again. Yesterday, we were talking to Makate about. Um, um, let me let me reframe that. So if people are told from their early childhood that if you you can love more than one friend and you can love one more than one parent or sibling and you can love more than one pet, then why should it be abnormal to romantically love more than one person? Mm -hmm. And if they're told that and then they still find that one person that makes their heart move, that mm -hmm. makes everybody else disappear, then then get married. No doubt. Right? Like then, yeah, then no doubt. contract your life. No right? doubt. I you know, I think that some people have a better grasp of like dating when they're younger. Mm -hmm. I was a I was a, a serial monogamous, but I was a bad one. You know, like okay. I was a bad serial monogamous when I was younger because I didn't really know about polyamory. I knew about swingers and stuff like that, but that's hard to talk a young lady into okay. uh, typically, you know. Um, and so, like, you know, that's how you do things that are outside of your or you end up just kind of hurting a lot of people and yeah. dipping out when when you're not into it or yeah. whatever. And there's there's such a. a a more interesting way to explore or a healthier way to explore. Right. But, and it comes down to that hard truth thing about being honest about what you are and what you want, you know, and then finding ways to achieve it or what you think you want and that, and being open to that idea changing, you know, all along. I, I think there was a time when we were together that, you know, I don't, I, I, I'm not sure. Well, I don't know that there was ever a time. I think immediately when we got together, I was like, Phew. I knew I was in love with you before. I yeah, was, I was like, oh, that's the one. Yeah, you know, For that's that's the one. But you know, extenuating circumstances and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, didn't uh, really allow that to 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 be seen very easily, right? Yeah. And uh, um, but there was a time where we played by a, a, a set of rules that made it possible. And in that, you know, sure, we got to. I mean, I, you say before before me, you not only were you probably not monogamous, but you probably I was absolutely not monogamous. You were also you. not heterosexual, you know, totally. Yeah, totally. So um, that's the thing is like being open to, you know, whatever. Finding uh, the greatest you're the greatest surprise of my life. You know, that's adorable. Uh, well, I mean, honestly, like you came, you, you the, one of the best things to ever happen. The, the best thing to ever happen to me came from me. Being in a putting myself in a situation I wouldn't normally do that I did kind of out of my consciousness, you know, okay. uh, like I I sent a text to you and it really wasn't you know it I, was just, my I idea, just did it. I promise. Yep. So. Yeah, she just randomly met me where I was at. I didn't I didn't shoot her a text and tell her I was gonna be and uh, tell her to come hang out, you know. Thought, yeah. uh, so <laughs> the point is, is that like just being open to um, just being a willing to say yes, albeit you had to beat the yes out of me. Uh, but, you know, like being willing to put myself in a situation that I wouldn't have normally done sure. by whatever code that I live by or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but the code was suspended. Yes. <laughs> uh, but, you know, uh, and then. Um, that turning into, you know, that turning into something. Oh, I knew, I knew immediately that I, like, it took me all of that time. 
I knew immediately I wanted to be monogamous with you. I knew immediately, but yeah. it took me a very long time to tell myself that big truth, right? Like yeah. when you, and especially there is social significance uh, within our culture for living life the way that I did, right? Like if that makes, I'm trying to go sit down, please. Thank you. This is a, a grown-up conversation. Thank you. <laughs> the text line was uh, pretty, uh, 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 someone go pick up Trevor so they can break that table. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay, I'm into it. Anyway, so I pulled social significance from who I was at that time. And mm. then uh, it was uh, having to burn a city down to tell the truth about who I was. Mm. Which yeah. is like a, the opposite of coming out, Right. Yeah, it was, I mean, it, it looked a lot different, and certainly some of my best friends that I, I made a post yesterday about my buddy Chad, like, you know, people can't believe when they see that, like, I'm thick as thieves with the dudes I went to kindergarten with, Yeah, you know, that whole group, not just the dudes, I mean, the gals too, we all keep tabs on one another, and uh, that was, it was that way before any kind of social media made that kind of the norm, mm-hmm. uh, we were all kind of just checking in on each other and seeing each other at least once a year, and, you know, um, and, and, and to, uh, um, <laughs> Jason's awesome. Uh, I forgot where I was going with that. I'm, I'm sorry. Rick James, bitch. Uh, I forgot where I was going with that. I don't know. Shoot. I'm sorry. sorry. That's okay. okay. That was really funny. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So, so um, you know, some of the my longest friends that I've loved forever, uh, you know, um, They they have been along for the ride, mm-hmm. but you know, us doing this also kind of it changed things on a big scope. Not in a bad way. Like we all still we we all grew up and we all got our own stuff to worry about and stuff like that. But also, like we started doing this other thing, and people that kind of vibed with what we were doing started to come along for the ride and we started finding a whole different group of friends. You know, it's not just, and none of them are excluded. I still talk to all of them. We still sure. get together from time to time. It just looks a little bit different, right? The people that it's a lot different. Uh, looks a lot different in yeah. just a couple years time. And that's kind of a result of leaning into our truth a little bit. And sometimes, you know, your truth might make other people uncomfortable, but it's worth living. You know, because at the end of the day, it's about your quality of life, yes, isn't it? It's about yes. your quality of life, and so any any pursuit uh, that is worthy is gonna, I don't know, increase the quality of somebody's life, right? Like you do charity work that puts you out, but somebody gets to pay their bills that month. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, you take your regular life. Nobody, you know, like this isn't nobody's trying to be the CEO of a Fortune 500 company or, and nobody else is trying to be a monk because those people are already doing those things. For everybody else left in the center of that, we have to learn to maximize and be grateful for what we already have, but also to be smart enough to investigate ourselves to learn what we actually want, right? Like, what yeah. do I actually want? And surprise, surprise, it's not what I thought, right? Like, if I, if I really look into myself and I told myself the truth, I was... I was the fucking American dream, right? Like I was living a living very a good, good life. life. Yeah. I was living and like it turns out that's not who I am at all, right? Well, and what felt like happiness then maybe just it just looked Well, it never felt happy though. Yeah. It was always there was always uh, more hole to fill, right? The pursuit of something different and new because uh, what was there wasn't satiating me. Mhm. I'm full, right? Like I'm happy. 
and it's um it's a very calm balanced true happy right i don't maybe there's a different word for that i'm not sure no i i think that that yeah. pretty much gets it okay centered i don't know yeah centered yeah, yeah well I, mean, I meditate a lot so there's that yeah you do um do you have any other relationship questions oh i could go on all day uh with you we could do this all day but it seems seems extra. We don't have to do all that. Um, it's a little precious. How often you want to come and uh, join me and do this thing? Uh, as often as you have me, I guess. I'll have you on here anytime, lady. Anytime. You can come on in here. We're just doing something. We're talking about that. We'll have some more weed content and stuff as it all comes out. Um, and uh, I think Trevor's up there playing the didgeridoo. The didgeridoo. Yeah. Kid just trying to make, make music, man. That's all he's trying to do. Um yeah, we're gonna we're going to start expanding the conversation a little bit. Start talking about some stuff that makes us happy again. I got a big meeting today. I'm really excited about it. Yeah. Uh, you know, Steve O asked a, a a fucking a pertinent question, uh, and nobody was talking about it until he did. I mean, parents and uh, healing healing uh, parents trying to take care of their kids and 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 people trying to heal their cancer. Like they might be having these conversations. Uh, but it isn't wasn't being heard by yeah. anybody, and uh, it, you don't it, use your power for the good. What the fuck? Are and you doing? that's what Steve did. And I Steve know. stood up and he pounded his chest until, goddamn it, someone started listening. And so I'm grateful for him to do that. Me too. And uh, what he doesn't realize, well, I think he realizes it just fine. Is you know now that you got everybody's attention, you got to have a plan, and uh, we're gonna go execute that plan today. Today. So. Um, we want to know where the RSO is or FICO for fear of, uh, uh, uh offending anybody. Uh, and so, uh, we're going to go find it and we're going to go get the people who know how to make it and who have the, the ability to make it. And we're going to flood this market with it. And I had a great conversation with Kansas City Cannabis yesterday and, uh, they made a, uh, a wonderful social media post they that, did. that I wasn't, that I'm wasn't sorry. grandstanding. And it basically just said, uh, uh, we realized that right now the most important thing is getting medicine to patients. So this is our post. Bravo. And it was just a, you know, just a very simple post. And I appreciate that because I had a really great conversation with them. And again, you know, Steve started this conversation. And, you know, whatever this looks like in the mornings, it keeps, it keeps going because we have, a, uh, we have a community here that we're trying to, uh, to, to keep going. And, uh, and what that looks like, uh, you know, for the future, I think it, it looks real promising. We just said uh, there's just a little bit of uh, reorganizing going on, and we're just going to figure out a way to make it all work, and um, and we're going to love uh, love everyone while we do it. So uh, I've had a blast today. Should we uh, should we call that kid in and do what we asked him to do? Yeah, actually, I think it'd be kind back. of fun. So I'll I'll talk about our sponsors a little bit while you're doing that. Uh, good show, friends. I enjoyed our time together this morning. I always enjoy our time together. Uh, and uh, so, uh, guys, native hemp extract right now, I think you can get a bottle of uh, their 1,500-milligram CBD, CBG uh, extract. Uh, I mean, it's barely over 50 bucks shipped to your door. Uh, he just got real ignorant on the prices because he realizes that we are trying to uh, get medicine to people, and that's where his heart's at. I love Denison Collard. I love his products. They are my favorite uh, hemp-derived products I've ever used, uh, and I'm happy that he's our sponsor. And... Uh, 
uh, you can come stand here while I do. And uh, I hope that uh, you guys will check out nativehempextract.com or come visit us at uh, Sweet Leaf Emporium and Festus and you buy guys- yourself a bottle or some D8 gummies. The D8 gummies are the great, they're the greatest thing to happen to the, the cannabis the industry. Right uh, uh, in, in, in as far as long as I can remember, because you can actually, if you're just trying to nurse a little buzz or something like that, try to get through your day, maybe you have a little bit of pain, man, these D8 gummies are the real deal. And you can walk into sweet leaf and just buy them off the shelf. After today, there's going to be piles of D8, Jason just said. Whatever you need. Actually, I, I, I got to say, I did, a, uh, I did a D8 dab the other day. What? And you guys I, in your science, we'd But I, I did. I did a D8 dab. I did a D8 dab the other day, and man, it, like, it got me right. It got me right for a minute, but what was nice about it was like it wasn't all day. Like that's a nice thing. It was a nice, good little little, little stone. Uh, I was still able to function, uh, and then like you know, an hour later or something, I was back back to even keel. Whereas if I'd have done a, a similar size uh, Delta Nine dab, I'd I'd be done for hours. I at an hour in, I'm climbing, you know. So it's it was actually really really pretty nice. Um, uh, so that's uh, that's native hemp extract. You can get it here at Sweetly Festus, guys. You got to come out here. Jason's a madman. He's giving stuff away. He's 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 marking stuff down. He's blowing glass. Uh, we're just trying to create a little culture here, a little place to hang out. Uh, and uh, you know, uh, Steve-O came in here and uh, made this place great. And we still have we still have so much great stuff to create in this space. Uh, and uh, let this place be a celebration uh, of the community that we've built and also be a be like a, a business hub uh, for people in the industry that say that they're trying to do the work that uh, we're talking about, that he got everybody talking about. So if you feel as though you don't have an ally in the fight against big cannabis, and that's what we'll call them to leave any names out of it, if you feel like you don't have an ally in the fight, you do. And... Uh, uh, my buddy stood up on the table and said and yelled out loud. He said, God damn it, where's the medicine? And now when those companies post, everybody's asking, where's the medicine? So you have an ally uh, in this in this company. You know, we want to make content for you. We can do it uh, in ways that uh, is is not only beneficial for your company and we don't you don't have to put our opinionated faces on it, uh, but we can do it in ways that um, uh, support, you know, uh, uh Put your company in a good light. We have uh, production capabilities that are really unmatched. And we want to work. We want to know that what we're working for is uh, is good and is 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 getting uh, medicine to patients. So if you're interested in that, if you have an organization or a business that needs commercials, and I know we've been running kind of the same commercials on here for a while, uh, but we do this. We, we You got an idea, like that's the best part to be. Uh, and, um, you know, and we'll, we'll work out a deal with you to make it affordable. And then the people that are running your social media don't have to guess at it or, uh, post some shit about, you know, pop singers or whatever, like they can, that's fine. And that's a good little go in between, but also, you know, differentiate your business with, uh, with content that is unique to it. Um, and that's always been the idea here, uh, you know, with mycelial media and, um, you know, it makes it makes things like daily shows a lot more uh, financially not just palatable, but 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 uh, you know uh, possible. Uh, and so 
you know, that's what we want to do. We want to create we want to create content uh, for different companies. You don't have to be a cannabis company for different companies, but we will happily work with cannabis companies who feel like they don't have a voice and don't feel like they can affect change uh, in the supply chain because they can. Because I've been getting phone calls all week from people trying to figure out what they can do. It's been a wild week, you guys. It's been a real wild week. And uh, one thing that uh, I've had people, you know, I, I told you I'm a little allergic to suburban shaman. But I've had people tell me that I'm real good at creating a space uh, a to, do, to do some traveling. Making a, 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 a mock-a-tainer. Uh, <laughs> was that a cheese was? A mock-a-tainer. Yeah. Um, but uh, being able to create a space for people to not only uh, uh, journey uh, in, a, in a way that uh, they can find their soul, but also, you know, to heal. And that is not limited to, you know, private get-togethers. I'm happy to hold space to figure out how we actually fix a problem. We just got to have a plan. And uh, uh, obstinance isn't a plan, and yelling isn't a plan, and those are two things that I'm very good at. Give yourself um, five minutes and throw those dishes. Yeah, there you go. Let's throw some fucking dishes. And okay. I think we did. Yeah. We got their attention. Yeah. Now we have to be able to communicate what it is that we're trying to do. Yeah. And hopefully because when I drive across the state today, I can effectively do that to someone who is an actual Because if you know it player. or not, we're all just walking each other home. That's right. That's it. That's right. And so this group was built in love, uh, on love. Uh, this group will continue to, to be love. Uh, and we're going to stub our toe every now and then. And uh, part of love is forgiveness, and so when we when we figure out when we figure that part out, um, then we know that we're we're living in accordance with uh, what our soul would want, right? And so I'm gonna probably get in my car and drive today, and I'm just gonna listen to like Ram Dass all day. I'm just I'm feeling. I'm Sounds feeling, really dangerous. I'm, it's a really long drive. I'm feeling really good. I won't fall asleep at the wheel. I'm, okay. I've got like 48 gallons of coffee in me. Okay. Um, You're welcome. Yeah, man. Uh, all is well uh, in this world. We're going to put it together. Uh, okay, you got two minutes. Put oh, that on. You're a sucker. You got two minutes. You can put that on, and you can give them the best damn sixty seconds. No, I didn't oh, that's a long okay, time. Okay, here we go. Well, because I need you to come over here and and, and, and do, do something, something for me after you're doing it. Okay, so if you want it, you better make it good because these people are all watching you. You can you can play the drums as soon as we're done. But hang on, real quick. Uh, keep that on, uh, and I'm gonna tell you when. Do you know? Hey, come here, real He's quick. He's trying to get a picture of me. Do you remember what we're supposed? Okay, okay, great. Okay, wait one second. Uh, we're gonna make some content for you. We're gonna make some commercials for you. We're gonna make a a, a way for all of this to make sense. Uh, I would love for you to call James Carlton, State Farm, three one four nine six one forty eight hundred. They're the best insurance agent, Missouri or Illinois, either side. Anything you got to insure, they're going to do it. They're probably gonna save you money. They're probably gonna cover you better. He's the best insurance agent in the game, and you should uh, give him a shout, carltoninsurance.net. He was the very first sponsor. He was the first person on board says, I'm, I'm into what you guys are into. Do your thing. So go to state, James Carlton State Farm, carltoninsurance.net, and uh, get that stuff handled, bud. Get it handled. Um, and uh, in the meantime, uh, who else am I missing? Bo 
from Grow Active Solutions. Um, Bo got Steve set up with his entire grow setup, and Steve has grown some what looks what appears to be some incredible looking medicine. And Bo wants to help you be able to do that too. So uh, check out uh, Grow Active Solutions down in Tower Grove South on Hartford and Grand Street. Make a little if you're heading north on Grand, you make a left on Hartford, and it's the second door on the. It's right after City Diner. Um, it's right next door. So. Not City Diner. What's the what's the cafe? Lulu. Not not the Lulu? vegan. Not the vegan joint. The oh mo 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 Mokaba? Maybe Mokabees. It's either them or City Diner. I think it's City Diner. Anywho, it's Hartford and Grand is what it is, guys. Uh, and you can go down there, and Bo's going to get you set up uh, with with your uh, your grow setup. And you need to come into Sweet Leaf Emporium and Festus. Uh, I love spending my time here. I'm trying to. Uh, I'm trying to do two jobs from here uh, because it just makes more sense. And I got this awesome table. And so I feel like I can, you know, I, I got a whole little workstation here. So as soon as I'm done here, I'm, I'm selling promotional products and all that kind of jazz. Uh, but come into Sweet Leaf and Festus, say hi to Jason, say hi to me, potentially say hi to my wife, say hi to Steve if he's here, say hi to whomever is here. Uh, and, uh, you know, um, enjoy yourself. Uh, pick up a, a new glass piece, maybe some papers, uh, maybe get your certification if you need to get your certification. Uh, just come in to shoot the shit, see what's going on. Watch Jason uh, blow some glass and have a good time. Um, and uh, I can't remember if I'm missing anybody else. I can't remember if I'm missing anybody else. I'm trying to think if I'm missing anybody else. Spanish Society Outreach, Vibe Tribe. Brian Kessler uh, is a good man, and he's just always oh, helping know. people. And I love what he's saying today. If you think the president... Uh, the change in the president is going to, to save the world, and you need to reevaluate how much you're doing to try and save the world because uh, it ain't any, any one person's job. You can get out there and uh, you, you be a better version of yourself tomorrow, and if everybody commits to that, then the world improves. That's how it goes. Nobody's working against one another. Uh, so with all of that being said, uh, Trevor, there is one thing, buddy, and I can't quite remember. Uh, there's one thing that we say to end the show. Can you can you remember what we say to end the show? Can you remember? Yeah, I can. Oh, mm -hmm. good. Can you say it right here? Cowabunga. Oh, do it in your voice. Hang on a second. It's cute. Cowabunga. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>